All right. I know y'all feeling that music. I'm bringing it back. Third and three style, baby. Uh, yeah. Let's go. You know, we got the power over here. We are live back in action as we got off fixing week six and on to football heaven in week seven. You're listening to the third and three podcast presented by the sports column. I got my partners with me in the house. Tricky Nikki Gist and the real deal Damian Adams. Good evening to everyone. Hope you're enjoying your hump day as me and my crew are ready to go right now. Good evening, Nikki. How we doing in Jersey? I'm good. It's um all of a sudden somebody flipped a switch. And it's like 50 degrees and it's chilly now. So wow. it's like fall. Yeah, I'm a little upset about that. But yep. that, yeah, good. Uh-huh. Yeah, me and D ain't dealing with that. I see him. No, he's got the not. hoodie on. He's got the hoodie on, but I know that it's still nice outside. I know. It's this hoodie. What is it? 60? <laughs> cold? <laughs> you know, you get spoiled out here. So once it gets a little bit cold, you put the hoodie on. But no, I, hey. I had her, you guys know behind the scenes I was running late because of traffic, so I literally just threw something on. <laughs> That's it, man. You're here. That's all that matters. You are here. We are ready to go. Time to rock and roll. Third and three podcast action. Week seven NFL. Come and join us. Bring your comments. Bring your fun. Bring your questions. We are ready to go. Neighborhood news coming in one second, but I got to tell you guys a really quick, stupid story. So about a half hour ago, I'm on the phone. I'm talking to my mother. And she's like, yeah, I was looking up at the moon. I'm, I was trying to, like, find the moon and everything. And she said, I almost walked into a – and as soon as she said that, I turned around and walked directly into a glass wall. Bam, smashed my face. You can actually see the imprint on the freaking glass wall of my oh, nose. Yeah. Like, my, my eyes, like, I hit my whole entire face. But the odds of her saying – I, I felt, I was, she says, I was about to walk into a, and then boom, I walked into a freaking wall. I mean, what are the odds of that freaking happening, man? That was just sick. But I'm okay. But we'll see how I wake up in the morning and my 41-year-old ass and old aching and shit. <laughs> anyway, like I said, we got the power over here. Third and three, we're ready to go. Neighborhood news kicking it off with some bad news for the Cleveland Browns as if it wasn't bad enough that three and three right now at the bottom of the AFC North losing Baker Mayfield for the time being case Keenum. If y'all remember him, I know Damian does. Sorry, bro. Uh, Thursday night against Denver. We'll talk about that game. My man, Jimmy G is returning to the field, even though I still want to see a lot of Trey Lance and uh, D the Cardinals are still undefeated, bro. I don't know what to say. Yeah. We'll get to them in a new segment that we have coming up. Uh, okay. My man, <laughs> yeah, teaser but, yeah. already. They're looking, yeah, they're looking, they're looking good though, man. I can't, I can't knock them. The Cardinals are looking good. People out here in Arizona are very hype. Nah, yeah. I can't say I like it, but <laughs> they are feeling good about themselves. It's happening. It's happening over there. And uh, hey, Nikki, the Jaguars got their first win. They had to go out of the country to do it, but at least they're not over there anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, that was like a like a home field for them, right? Like a home. Basically, win. yeah, pretty much, pretty much yeah. So I pressed their win, and yeah, Damien called that game, so that was a pretty good one. I uh, know. It was, it was a close one. It was a real <laughs> close game. It was, it was good. It, it was good. If you woke up like Damien did at about 2 o'clock in the morning and watched that game, then uh, you know you know what happened. But uh, <laughs> crazy. Overtime's all over the place, all that sorts of stuff. But, yo, I got to ask you guys right now, Nikki, is Derrick Henry a Hall of Famer if he retired this moment? Because that boy is a beast. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he carries that whole team on his back, literally. Yeah, he literally. Carries the whole team literally carries them. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. It's amazing. You know, like like D, like Terrell Davis' career was, you know, very shortened, but he also had over 2,000 yards. And, of course, we're not talking about Derrick Henry retiring. It's just already what he's done in the NFL, rushing over 2,000 yards, being the Russian leader year in, year out, and just the beast that he is, man. I put him in the Hall of Fame right away. Yeah, man, I never thought about, you know, him going into the Hall of Fame. But, yeah, everybody who's done it except CJ2K, I believe, is in. Um, yeah, yeah. That's so, kind of a crime, too, man, because he was so yeah. fast and so good, but that also short period of time. So, I don't know, maybe because they didn't have success in Tennessee. I don't know what it was, but interesting. I don't know. Real yeah. quick, who do you guys think is the most complete team in the NFL? I mean, we just saw the Tennessee-Buffalo game. It was great. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but I don't know, Damien, your thoughts. Like, after all this, I mean, I, I, who's the best team in the NFL right now? In the AFC. Let's go AFC before we even go to NFC later. We'll talk AFC for, for a second over here. Then we'll hit the NFC after. But who's the best team in the AFC? Seeing Cleveland fall, Kansas City coming back a little bit. Buffalo takes the loss. Baltimore keeps doing their thing. What are your thoughts? Ah, uh, man. What's a complete team? I have to go Baltimore. You look at Baltimore, they have a quarterback who is a superstar in Lamar Jackson. Even with no running backs, they still have a running game, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, they, they <laughs> no matter who you plug in there, I seem like if they plug me in there, I could be able to get, you know, four yards of carry. <laughs> but the way they do that running game, that defense, even with all the injuries, we saw them shut down the L.A. Chargers, which is not easy to do. It seems like even with the injuries, they still have no holes, and the passing game is continuing to get better. So I have to go with Baltimore as the most complete team in the AFC. All right. All right. Baltimore. I Listen, I can't have a problem with that. What are they, 5-1 and one right now? And yeah. they look good. They're proving me wrong. They're proving you guys right. Nikki, you think Baltimore is the most complete team in the AFC, or are you going with someone else? No, I'm, I'm with you there. I think Baltimore. And yet, yeah, somehow they're doing it with all these injuries, which is amazing because you look at the Giants, who everybody's injured, and they can't do anything. Yeah, not a goddamn thing. Like nothing. They can't do anything. They can lose really good, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good at that, which we'll probably not talk about later. So no. Nikki doesn't cry on the show and everything like that. We don't. We don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want any of that action right there. We just we want happiness over here. But yeah, most complete team. It's it's t- it's amazing. Again, Lamar Jackson, what he's doing, and again without the running backs that you think and with, you know, their secondary. Now they lose Ronnie Staley for the year. I mean, just a whole bunch of stuff that they're dealing with, but uh, we'll see. They're definitely playing really well. Last thing for neighborhood news before we go to applause and tomatoes. How about I own you? I still own you. I got to get your guys thoughts on this because first I thought he said, I love you. When I was first listening, I'm like, I'm like I love you. I'm like, what the are you talking about over here? I love you. I mean, you know, maybe like sarcastic mockery, but then it got more sarcastic and more mockery and more in your face when I found out that he said, I own you. I still effing own you, whatever he said. And you know what? I had mixed feelings about that, but you got to think about his history with the Bears organization and all the time that they've played and all the shit that they probably said to him, Nikki. I don't know. What did you think when, when he said that? What are your thoughts about this whole thing? I don't know. Heat of the moment. Good for him. I'd probably say something like that, too. I kind of don't blame him. I mean, it was. It was a big play also, Damien. You know, that was the one that put the game away. And, I mean, look, 22-5 and against the Bears. But, 
yeah, to go with the crowd and say something like that after getting double bird by some woman in the stands. I mean, all right, come back. Nah, it's amazing. I love it. Like if you hit the fans, get to talk all the trash you want to, to the players, the players have a right to chirp back and he does yeah. own them. It was he 22 <laughs> and five against them during his career. Like he yeah. owns them. <laughs> so it's not like he was saying something that wasn't factual. <laughs> he yeah. he owns the bears. All the fans can just be mad about it. But what can you say back? Uh, you don't really own us. What are you going to say? Like he, he owned you guys. So it's something that the Bears fans have to get mad at the Bears about, the fact that yeah. they keep getting beat by this team. All right. The George Hallis family doesn't like that because, you know, they own the Bears. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers claiming, <laughs> uh, claiming that over there. But, damn, uh, amazing stuff over there. All right. So that's the neighborhood news. A little quick action because we got a lot of action for you guys. After applause to Tomatoes, Damien's going to tell you about a brand new segment that we got. But let's get to our tomatoes, Nikki. Let's throw them. Okay, so this is stemming from a work conversation we had. We were talking about fantasy football and, like, how people became fans of teams. And somebody at my work uh, is a Falcons fan just because of Mike Vick. So it started this whole conversation about the Falcons. And I just, like, you know what? These are my tomatoes this week because they are, like, such wildly, like, inept Like, think about the great teams that they, on paper, have had. Like, the talent that they have had. Like, I know 2016 was, like, the standout year. But, like, just to run it down, like, Mike Mike Vick, Matty Ice, Michael Turner, Julio Jones, Roddy White, Andre Rison, Calvin Ridley, Tony Gonzalez, Tevin Coleman, Muhammad Sanu, Devonta Freeman, Jake Matthews, Alex Mack, Matt Bryant. Like, that's just naming a few. How That's are a good you list. so bad? Like, <laughs> how do you just consistently underachieve? I know Damien probably loves these tomatoes, but I really oh, yeah. stopped and thought about it as we were having this conversation. And I'm just like, you should be much better than this. I understand defense is always a problem with that team, but but how? How do you just like forget how to play football? How do you you forget the rules? Like just you know what? I'm mad at them because they should be better than what they are for all the talent that they've had over the years. So tomatoes to Atlanta because you're just like mediocre. You're less than mediocre. You don't even try to achieve. It's annoying. I'd be so pissed if I was a, a Falcons fan. I, I like that tomato. I know Damien must love them tomatoes. I mean, I mean, look, they they have not had success. They don't win no. Super Bowls. They, they've got no. to a couple. Back in 98, they played the Broncos. They got the shit beat out of them. And then, of course, the biggest blunder of all time against the Patriots yes. a few years ago. I mean, how, that's... How? How does that yeah. happen? No good. No good, D. How do you That's love annoyed, them tomatoes right Yeah, there? I'm annoyed with Atlanta. Like, you just, you've had way too much good talent. You want to talk about Hall of Famers? Probably some on that list that I just named. And Oh, yeah. Just underachieve. Yeah, they do, D. Yeah. Yeah, He's like, I have nothing to add to those great tomatoes that, I love <laughs> that Nikki I'm threw in there. It. You know, it's just all facts that she was bringing <laughs> to the table. Yeah. there with those tomatoes. Uh, they suck. You know, that's how you explain it. They just are a bad organization. Uh, you mentioned a lot of good players, but not a lot of those on defense, right? You right. think about their great defensive players over the years. You go back to, like, Dion. Uh, you'll go back to, you know, some people of the past. They have a few players here and there, but defensively they always had issues. And they have great offenses, but they'll have offenses that's led by, say, a Matt Ryan who's not going to get you over the top or – a Chris Chandler, who you don't really trust in a big-time situation. 
So they'll mm-hmm. have those type of just they don't know how to put together a full team. They don't have heart. They suck. They're the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> well, I know you're killing my man Shane Miller right now, who's who caps got Kyle Pitts going, and he's saying Falcons are going to destroy the Dolphins this week. Well, we'll make our picks on that in a little while. There's no doubt. So that will be coming up. But good tomatoes to start out over there. One that D definitely loves. You know, he'll eat a whole bunch of those that they, that you throw in. But what do you got for this week, D? So I'm throwing my tomatoes this week. I did this one before, but I'm, it's fresh in my mind. Construction schedule. The reason this show started late is because of construction going on. <laughs> and I get stuck in all this traffic because there's two lanes blocked off on my way to the freeway. And then you can't even turn to go a different direction. Like I couldn't even make a left turn to like hit a different direction to try to get here on time. Sucks. And do construction at night when people aren't on the road. You hit this is down. I work in downtown Phoenix. So anybody knows about any downtown yeah. of a popular city? Or Phoenix is like the fourth biggest city in the world, or not the world, but in America. So you're going to have traffic because it's such a popular city now. With the tra- with the weather getting better here and worse in places like New Jersey where Nikki is, the older people from there don't want to deal with the cold. Where do they come? Arizona. Yeah. Uh-huh. The traffic gets even worse now. So we have the snowbirds combined with the construction. And you know this is happening, and you're still going to do construction during the daytime, during the heat of rush hour traffic, making my 30-minute commute into an hour commute. Mm-hmm. So construction work schedule, man. Do it at night. Clear it out the way before, like, 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning, before everybody gets on the road to go to work, and make it to where people don't have to deal with this. I just hate it so much. So, yeah, I'm throwing my tomatoes at the people who make the construction work schedule again. Hopefully yeah, man. Maybe they'll hear you. Maybe every state will hear Please. you. That happened to me on the way to work today. Get on the parkway, Garden State Parkway, bam, road work. Get off of my work exit, bam, road work. Like, road work. come on. It's 8, you know, 8.15 in the morning. Like, what do you come yep. on? I mean, this, look, I hate traffic altogether. There's no doubt. But, I, you know, I agree wholeheartedly with you. You know, if you got to pay these people more, pay them more to, you know, to work at night. But it's ridiculous to have not just in – regular traffic, rush hour traffic, but all day long, it just causes problems every freaking way. And, this, and we cause enough problems ourselves with traffic, rubbernecking, you know, freaking looking over, oh, what what the hell happened over there? All the way in the other side of the mountain. It's like, who gives a shit? Just fucking drive. Everything's oh, all Just go, dude. Like, what do you Let's care? Do I mean, my goodness, God. I mean, yeah, pray that everybody's okay, but Drive your freaking car. I mean, <laughs> let's go. There's no, I mean, again, there's no traffic lights on a freaking highway or a parkway, whatever the hell you want to call it. Move. Let's get going. Oh, God in heaven. Anyway, all right. Speaking of traffic and cars and stuff like that, actually, my tomatoes kind of go a little bit with yours. And mine is small, tiny little parking spaces that are smaller than your car. Why the did they ever make these things? Well, I don't understand that. You ever go to like one like a real sh- small shopping center and you got yeah. one spot after the next, after the next, after the next, and you can barely fit your car in there and your freaking mirrors are touching? Well, let me tell you what happened to my car a couple of weeks ago as I parked in one of these small little spots that happened to have a little column over here. Anyway, I drive back, hit my freaking uh, side view mirror. I'm like, okay. I'm like, fuck, that sucks. I'm like, let me go check it out make sure whatever. I'm like, all right, the cap fell off. I push it back. I'm like, we're good. I look down. 
It looks like somebody took a fucking machete to my car. It was just the front ripped like uh, like like metal, just ripped all over the place. And I'm like, oh, no. why do you make these spots? I mean, my bad. You know, I'm the driver. I get it. But still, like, please help me out. Just make bigger spots. You know, let, let's get the shit together, man. You know, so that pissed me off. Drove me absolutely crazy. So now cars in the you shop. Gotta make bigger, yeah. Got to do gotta what? Make bigger spots. You got to make bigger spots, and also you got to stop people with motorcycles from parking in big spots. Thank Nothing you. grinds my gears more than I'm about to turn thinking I have an open spot, and there's a freaking motorcycle right yeah. there. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, God. <laughs> it ruins your whole it's day the after that. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, it's yep, it's open. Worst. Nope. Shit, there's that fucking bike there. I didn't see. Yep, I know. I'm with you, man. Damn. Anyway, I will give my round of applause to, um, I'm not going to name names, but I have a couple of special friends who have recently gotten sober and it, I've, I mean, they've gotten sober over a long period of time now and they've reached milestones like now months or years or whatever it's been. Again, I'm not trying to give anything away. Nobody knows who I'm talking about. I guarantee you that right now. But the fact that they were able to get over their addiction and work their program and do their thing and understand what happened and, and not be, you know, a statistic on the wrong side, which happens all too often. From what I read, actually, it's like three to five percent that go to like treatment for things like that, make it out and don't relapse. It, so for the ones who do, I mean, I applaud great. I mean, the ones who don't, please, you know, keep getting care and do what you can do. But again, I have friends who have been sober now for a long time and they both reached milestones within the past couple of weeks. So I wanted to give them an applause right now. They, <clears throat> excuse me, they know who they are, but again, nobody else does. We'll not give out any secrets. I'm just really proud of them. So there's my applause for the week, guys. No, that's amazing, man. You know, we know how addictive addiction can be such a powerful thing over you and yes. to fight and get through that and to get to those milestones is major, man. So they definitely deserve that applause and definitely keep going strong. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. And it's great. You know, when you do reach that milestone thing and, you know, they give you something, but some sort of gift or whatever, it's like a, an achievement, you know, and then they, they feel great about themselves. So yeah, it's awesome. And thank you, Shane, for, you know, on behalf of my friends, you know, it's really cool. So, yep. Uh, that's what I wanted to say this week. I knew it was coming up, so I kind of saved it. So there it is. Anyway, D let's get yours. So for my applause, I'm going to give it to the Baltimore Ravens organization. I just gave them some props earlier. Um, but we saw this week that Lamar Jackson is the fastest quarterback to his amount of wins. He broke Dan Marino's record for most wins before age 25. And that's a team stat. Like you have to give Lamar his credit for being an amazing athlete and a great quarterback. But the organization is the one who took the chance to draft Lamar Jackson when so many people were down on him coming out of the draft. Obviously, they were wrong, but they were down on him coming out of the draft. They not only do they draft Lamar Jackson but they are smart enough to not try to change Lamar Jackson. We're like, right. we're going to take advantage of your talent. We're going to develop you as a quarterback, but as you're developing as a quarterback, we're going to take advantage of the fact that you were in a four or three and you're one of the shiftiest guys we've ever seen. <laughs> so we're going to take advantage of that and develop you as a quarterback and still keep this team around you. Might not have the best weapons at times as far as wide receiver, but great defense, good running game, great coaching. And Baltimore has always been like, you can't really think of a time when they're really bad for a long period. They might have a down year here or a down year there. But they usually bounce right back. You know, they had the Kyle Bowler era, but outside yeah. of that, <laughs> outside of that little small blip right there, you never think of Baltimore just being bad at all. So yeah. organizations like that, you really have to give props to, because we know being a Saints fan, pre-Sean Payton, I know what it's like 
to have an organization just stuck in the mud, right? Yeah. So you <laughs> you have to find that right coach, which they have in John Harbaugh in the organization, the GM they've had. Yep. You have to get them credit. So my applause goes to the Baltimore Ravens for being a great organization. No doubt. Well said. Uh, John Harbaugh right now, coach of the year for me. There's no question. Look, if an organization can win with your quarterbacks as Trent Dilfer and Joe Flacco, that's saying something about your organization right there. Okay. That's yeah. pretty freaking amazing. So yeah, the B- Baltimore every year, they're right there. They're always right there. They're knocking on the door. They want that Super Bowl. They're smelling it. They want another one. All right, Nikki, let's close it out with your applause. Yes. Uh, real quick shout out to uh, the Women's Sports Foundation. They named their uh, Sports Women of the Year. And uh, the honors went to Allison Felix, Naomi Asaka, and Jordan Larson. And just shout out to Allison Felix, who, when she was in Tokyo, part of her platform was. Um, being able to team up with them to provide childcare for the women that were competing in Tokyo. So I thought that was amazing. So shout out to those ladies. Um, They had said in their interview that not only are they shooting, you know, they're striving to give women the tools to succeed in life, but also in sports. So shout out to them because I love to see my fellow women just keep going for us and keep breaking the glass ceiling. Hey, way to go. Hey, power to the women. No doubt about it. You got to have women power. I totally understand that. I'm learning that about my job. There's a lot. I mean, not like, you know, feminists. I'm not saying that, but um, just being strong, being a woman, being your own independence, you know, and then making achievements like you're talking about. I think it's great. Yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely. And you got to acknowledge it because yeah. so much crap in the world. It's nice to read happy news. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, we definitely give our love to the females over here on this show and that make whenever great achievements, things happen. Like I said, my Mepham High School, my high school a few weeks ago, the first girl to score on Long Island, uh, you know, amazing stuff. So we love shouting that out. So that's a great one, Nikki. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, going to move on right now to a brand new segment. Damien, help me out with this one. Another brainchild of my man. Yes. So our new segment is called Bragging Rights and Crow Bites. So mm-hmm. this is. <laughs> this is where we get to go back to the previous week and talk about one thing that we have bragging rights about that we got right, we get to brag about, and also one thing that we got wrong that we have to eat crow about. So we get the bragging rights and we have the crow bites. Um, yeah. So since this is my brainchild, I guess I'll start it off All right. with my bragging rights from last week. And my bragging rights is on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who was the, I predicted them to get their first win. They were on a 20-game losing streak. But I just had a feeling that they would get this win. Uh, watching that game wasn't the best, though. It was like two teams trying to lose. <laughs> 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 but they were able to pull it out. And they did do, like, incredible time management at the end. I don't know if they did it on purpose. But at the end, they let the clock run down to five seconds. I thought for sure they were just going to do a Hail Mary. But they end up doing a quick slant on a fourth and eight to – that take off just four seconds, had to run it perfectly. Fourth and eight, they do a quick slant, get the ball down, one second left to kick the game when it field goal. And I love how they just went ape shit after kidding hitting this yeah. field goal. You can tell that, you know, they've been trying to get this win, and it was something that was a monkey on their back. So shout out to Jacksonville. And that's my bragging rights from last week of predicting that Jacksonville will get their first win. Those are no, very good bragging rights, and it did happen. 23-20, I think, was the final score. But I don't understand why the Dolphins were letting the clock run. That was something that I really couldn't, like, figure out. You know, they weren't doing the t- time edge. I, I couldn't get it. But you know what? Kick the field goal, game winner. Yeah, you're right. They went ape shit, Nikki. So they, they got their first win. 
Yeah, they did. That's <laughs> what I put in the tax. I was like, I know who took them. What are you guys? Doing? Yeah, that's right. I remember, yep. I'm like, it wasn't me. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, like, you were in touch <laughs> that shit. Good job, D. Yep. Thank nice you, one right there. All right. So, Nikki, you want to follow it up? Oh, with my bragging rights? Yeah, this is kind of encompassing. Next week, I'll follow the rules and go to the previous week. But I just want to give myself props for calling Cincy as the surprise team of the year. They have, I told you guys, I told everybody on this show, told our listeners, they're going to make some noise in the division. I had them finishing uh, above Pittsburgh. I said they were going to be the surprise team. And lo and behold, looks like they're on their way. Look what's going on right now. All right. Give it to yourself. I got no problem with that. There you go. It's yeah. bragging rights. You have to brag. Yeah. That's right. You have the rights to brag. So that's a good one. You definitely called it. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. All right. Uh, my bragging rights. First, I guys told you, I said Green Bay will beat the Chicago Bears. However, Aaron Rodgers would throw for under 250 yards. He only threw for 195 yards in that game. So I will brag the hell out of that because you would think that, oh, you're just going to throw 300, 350, whatever the hell it is, and throw the ball all freaking day long. Nope. Your boy here knew exactly what the game plan was, running through Aaron Jones, time clock management, try to play good defense. I told you, I called it under 250, under 200 as a matter of fact. So, right there. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that was a really good call. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he does have those games where he doesn't throw for that much, but he's very efficient. Uh, so you'll have yeah. those times. So that was a good call right there, especially Chicago's defense is playing well, too. So that was a really good call. They're playing good. Yeah, they're playing yeah. good. So there's minding. <laughs> so now it's time for Crow Bites. This is where we talk about something even from the previous week, or it could be something throughout the season that we have to uh, eat a little crow on. And for me, it's been something that I was – Pounding the, the table about. Oh. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> is this the hill you were dying on? Yes. The hill I was dying on. I have to die on the hill. I have to take the shots to the stomach <laughs> that the Arizona Cardinals are not fraudulent. They are for real. Uh, I did not expect them to beat Cleveland the way they did. They showed that they have the total package. Uh, they threw me off the scent by being so inconsistent, right? You beat Jacksonville in the game where it didn't. they didn't really – get to spread the score out into the fourth quarter. You got lucky against Minnesota. Their kicker choked. Uh, yeah. So you, you have these games where it's like they could easily, you know, not be 6-0, but they are. And now it seems like they're hitting their stride. You beat the Rams pretty handily. You beat Cleveland pretty handily. So I think that Arizona is showing that they're for real. Now watch. They're playing Houston this week. I give this apology. I even said on my podcast, I apologize to Arizona. I'm sorry. They're going to mess around. And lose <laughs> yeah, they're gonna lose. Now they're going to lose like four in a row. Yeah, I mean, that's what's going to happen. And now I can't even brag about it because I've already apologized. But I have to eat crow on this one. Arizona Cardinals, I was wrong. You guys are for real, not fraudulent. I think one of the funny things about it is that you live right there, too. So I like, I don't you know. Yeah. Like all over the place. Can you even walk in the street, D? Can you show your face? <laughs> yeah, I know. Can you like, it's you know. A, it's a good thing it. I'm not famous yet. Yeah, I was, I was say, <laughs> you're right there, man. You're on the tip of it. <laughs> uh, Nikki, by the way, Shane likes to call it Chase. Jamar Chase might be the best deep threat in the NFL right now. Yeah, that is something else. What I him and so. Joe Burrow got going on, their teammates yeah. in college. Yeah, that's rock and roll city right there. All right, D. So I, let's go to Nikki next. Um, I, I will eat crow. I'm not eating crow on the Cowboys yet. I'm holding out because – 
I still don't trust them. Uh, but I may eventually get there. So I, if everyone thinks that's coming, it's not. Uh, but I will <laughs> eat crow uh, thinking that Washington was going to win the division. Uh, but I will say, I did not think this defense was going to be as horrible as it is. Like, And they have talent on offense. So... I, you know, I don't know. I, I just, that organization is a mess. I think it's going to get messier, especially with this investigation going on, maybe um, if they don't hide everything, but I am just so disappointed in their defense and they've made me look like a fool and everybody else who picked them. So I will never ride with them again. Never. <laughs> never, ever, ever, never happening. Uh, well, I understand. That's how it goes. Look, we're all wrong about something. I've been, God knows, man, my playoff teams right now in the AFC, not looking good. I could talk about the Colts and the Dolphins right now. I know that they both had their injury problems, but you know what? Who hasn't? You know, a lot of teams are going through that. But I will go to last week because I was very adamant about the Dallas-New England game that it would be a defensive struggle for the most part because Bill Belichick would do his thing. I liked the way Dallas's defense was playing and everything. All of a sudden, I look up, they're in overtime, 35-29. I picked the under in that game at 49.5. I was way the freak wrong. I mean, it went way over 60 points. I mean, Dallas almost covered by himself. So I was way off on that. The offenses showed up when they had to. They did their thing. And, yeah, man, I got to eat crow on that one. That's just plain and simple right there because I was adamant about that. That game will be low scoring. But scores went right up. That's why, Nick, you got to wonder about Dallas a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Five I, I know I'm reserving. I, if they win the Super Bowl, I will come on here and eat all the crow. But until then, <laughs> I am not. Yeah. No, I ain't going that far. I am, I am with the Super Bowl yet, but a lot of people have been talking about Dallas going to the Super Bowl and being one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFC, despite Arizona being undefeated right now, which maybe they are fraudulent. I kind of really hope they are. I mean, damn, I don't know what the hell's going on with them. But all right, so did we get uh, – we got all our bragging rights and our crow bites in? We did. All right, I like it. I dig it. Cool new segment, D. I, I like it. To, if I had to pick a fraudulent team, I actually think it's Minnesota. I think they just have a couple field goals go the which other way, and, like, they're always in friggin' overtime. They can't seem to close <laughs> out a game, and they're just mm-hmm. winning on a hope and a prayer. Like, yeah. it, I feel like they're like a house of cards, and it's just like – and it's, it's just—they're going to tumble and lose like three, four, or five games in a row. If I had to pick a fraudulent team, I did the best team in the Yeah. Um, before the year, we were talking about Minnesota. I said weeks, I believe nine through twelve. I think that's where I said it's going to fall apart for them. You did uh, say that actually. Yeah. yeah. So that's that right. can still come true right there. If that happens, I'm definitely going to do that for my bragging rights. You coming. have to. <laughs> That would be that would be pretty amazing. Yeah, there's no doubt. And we'll see again how the schedule shapes up with players being hurt. Let's see if they all come back and everything. But you did call that, and we do remember that very, you know, very clearly. So yeah, we're with you on that one. All right, very cool. All right, we'll have more bragging rights and crow bites next week. That's Damien's uh, segment right there. That's beautiful. I love it. How about our records from last week? Let's bust through them quickly. As there were four teams not playing, so two games did not occur, which means the records are going to look a little different. Only fourteen games. Guys, I took it for I think the second week in a row. I went eleven and three, so it's a little pat on the back over there. Nikki nine and five, Damian eight and six, but we all triple locked our games. We all triple locked them in, and they're all winning records. That's what counts, pretty much at the end of the day. So we made uh, our money. Eight and six <laughs> is rough. Oof, uh, yeah, I think worst, worst week by far. 
At worst yeah, week, definitely my worst week. It's very uncharacteristic of you. It is. It is. But <laughs> stuff happens. It does. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll take my 11-3 and three victory and see if I can ride it in for a triple lock third week next time. We'll see when we make our picks in a little while. But it is time for the ranting recap. Let's get this bad boy going over here. I think we got to just start with the Monday Night Football game real quick. So exciting, guys. Back and forth. It looked like Buffalo was going to take it for a while, but – Tennessee's defense stiffened up, and especially the last play of the game, which is what I think we got to talk about. I 100% agree with the Bills going for it. I agree with the call. Josh Allen happened to slip. Even though he's 6'6", he still couldn't get over the line. That's fine. But I have no problem with the call, especially being on the road. So I want to get your guys' thoughts about that at the very end of the game. They could have kicked a field goal. Pretty easily, we think nowadays, you know, nowadays you never know, but go to overtime and try it out there. But the fact, Damien, that both teams were going back and forth scoring on each other, I don't think Buffalo maybe wanted to take that chance. So they're like, let's go get this win on the road. What do you think? I agree with going for it, but I'm not a fan of the call. So if you remember oh. earlier in the game, they had a QB sneak that didn't work going to that same side. So I was like, why okay. would you do that again? Okay. When Tennessee has not been able to stop the RPO all game, all he had to do is fake the run. He could hit Stefan Diggs or Emmanuel Sanders on a quick slant. Or if they're so spread out, worried about the pass, you hang it off to your running back, he could get a yard. You, so for me, I didn't like it because they already previously failed at a QB sneak earlier in the game. So for okay. me, I would have loved it if they did an RPO where you have the option of him handing to the running back, throwing it, or with Josh Allen, once he fakes the handoff, he could go around the edge because he's fast enough to do that. Just give you some mm. more options and give the defense more to worry about. And the QB sneak, defense knows, okay, we got to just go hard as possible, try to stop this. And I know Josh Allen slipped, but it's not like he had that much room because the blocker on that side got pushed back. So he might he not have gotten anyway. So I just didn't like the call, but I love the option to go for it. Yeah, go for the win because you couldn't stop Derrick Henry. Like he was just doing what he wanted to do, especially at that point. Defense is tired. Over time, he probably would just ran down and throw it anyway if they got the ball first. So I get the option to go for it, but just use a call where you have options and make the defense think about it. I think it's easier to get a yard that way, especially with the play, the QB sneak already had been failed earlier in the game. Yeah. And, you know, I guess, you know, I, I look, I understand what you're saying. I do. I mean, you know, you think you got Nicky, you got the six foot six, 250 pound big guy. You got to think he's got to be able to get a yard in a couple inches or whatever it may be. And I hear what he's saying. I know there's only 12, 13 yards to work a play, but Bills show that they can do that. But, you know, running an RPO, maybe hit Cole Beasley in the corner or digs in, you know, over the middle or something like that. So, all right, so D Saint, he agrees going for it, but would have gone with a different call. Nikki, do you even, do you like going for it or would you have gone to overtime? No, I like going for it. It was a yeah. ballsy call. And sometimes, like, you just got to go for the win. Like, everybody's killing Sean McDermott for this. But, like, it's like essentially, like, like going for two and a tie, right? Like it just like, sometimes you have to just go for it. And maybe it wasn't, I like the call. Like D said, maybe it wasn't exactly like what you would call there, but it, you know, maybe something where you had a few more options, but I like it. Listen, you got to sometimes, you just got to go for the win. You just have to do it. We love it when Andy Reid does it. And when it works, he's like the greatest coach ever. Like that always, it's always like that. You take this risky you know, this risky play, it doesn't work. And all of a sudden coach is getting killed. Well, you know what? Sometimes you just got to like, you just got to have balls. You just got to go for it. Yeah. 
And like you said, that was a perfect example. You know, if it works, great call. If it doesn't it worked, work, yeah. then it was a bad call, of course. Right. That's how it goes. But yeah, D, I didn't have as much problem with the call. Um, I thought that maybe they should have stacked another tight end on the left side or something like that if they were going to run that play. But all right, it is what it is. Tennessee gets to win. Very exciting uh, game uh, that could have gone to overtime. So many damn games do go to overtime, but there was no chance in overtime as we were talking about Baltimore maybe being the best team in the AFC. Beat the Chargers 34-6. to Guys, we were talking about this as maybe being the game of the week, and really Baltimore did this all on the ground, just ground and pound again. I've talked about it a few times uh, on the show. That is the Chargers' one weakness. They have problems stopping the run, so they got to figure that out. And Baltimore's game plan, again, Damian, like you talk about, so well coached, great organization. They knew exactly what they had to do to win that game, and their defense stepped up. All around amazing job. Yes, definitely. And from the beginning, they were going to run the ball down the Chargers' throat. They did that. I wasn't surprised by that. I expected that to happen. It's one of the reasons I picked Tyson Williams in our freaking fantasy draft. Yeah, man. that day that he was inactive. Yeah. <laughs> but, you text me. You know I would have changed it. I would text me, man. I yeah, I should have went, went with Latavius Murray. But I knew they were going to run the ball down their throat and then get the play action behind that. Lamar Jackson has really improved in the pocket as far as – he's always been able to pass from the pocket. But as far as his arm angles, I think he's improved from that standpoint. You see a lot of times where he's in the pocket, he'll throw a little side arm or yeah. he'll just – be able to lean one way and get a little opening. And I think those little nuances are what's really propelling him to a different level this year. So I love what I'm saying from Baltimore. For the Chargers, they got to show up their run defense. They have to because now teams are going to be like, we're going to run down your throat. We're going to keep That's just right. a little bit off the field. We're going to make sure that this game is ugly. And if the game's ugly, the Chargers won't win as much because they thrive off of that offense being able to really go up and down the field and – you know, go forward on fourth downs and do those type of things that you do with pretty football, if you will. But <laughs> now they're going to be some ugly games. The teams are going to get really physical with them. Yeah, man. Yeah, I hear it. And you know what, Nikki, you were the one who called Baltimore in this game. Damien and I were both on the Chargers, so, you know, we can – we'll eat crow for that. And you can have bragging rights for picking Baltimore. Uh, you were all over it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Hey, credit where it's deserved. So you got that one right. And I guess you knew that there was going to be a thumping going on over there because Baltimore did it. I just think Baltimore is tough to play at home. I think, you know, somehow people all of a sudden are like, oh, you know, going, you know, West Coast, to East Coast doesn't matter. Well, I, I think sometimes it does matter. And I think somebody forgot to tell the Chargers that like jet lag is real. Like, hello, I understand <laughs> it's like what, 10 a.m. their time. But, listen, right. but I just think Baltimore is just a tough team to play at home so i would have if you're giving me baltimore at home i will probably almost always edge to them makes sense it really does make sense all right i hear you yeah the ravens uh doing their thing atop the afc over there they're doing their job better than i thought and we're talking about the minnesota vikings a little while ago a team that i do you guys don't like i said they're gonna i pick i did pick them this week i did go lone ranger on that they won it did take overtime which, again, will worry me. Like you said, Nikki, they may be a fraudulent team because even though the Panthers do have a good defense and the Vikings won 34-28 in overtime, they still were able to score 28 points without without Christian McCaffrey and you know then Hubbard getting hurt and stuff like that. So the reason, a big reason why I had Sam Darnold, Nikki, you know, taking that quantum leap, if you will, was that Christian McCaffrey was going to be behind him. But now we see that they don't really have enough. And also we see from Minnesota, like you said, they have a lot of weaknesses too, even though they can score a lot. 
Yeah. And I think in this game, um, I think just Carolina made too many mistakes, like fumbling Sam Darnold, like not the greatest game for him. Like, you know, and not that I think Minnesota is like this great team, but they can capitalize. And if you just keep making mistake after mistake, after mistake, it just becomes overwhelming. So, but I think we can at least say, Sam Darnold has taken leaps and bounds, right? From yeah. <laughs> when he was on the Jets. I mean, but yeah, I'm going to maintain that. I think, like I said, Minnesota's a house of cards, maybe. Just, I think it's going to take one bad game and it's all going to start falling apart. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Dalvin Cook D rushed for, I think, 140 yards in that game. And, you know, Adam Thielen had a game. Jefferson, of course, doing his thing. So we know Minnesota, they can score, but. Their defense seems to be a problem, and now Carolina doesn't seem to be as complete as they were in the first three weeks. They're looking obviously not as good right now. So what were your thoughts on that real quick? Uh, I do think that Sam Donald showed us something at the end of the regulation. Uh, they were down by eight, and they needed a drive from, I believe it was their own four-yard line. So a yep. 96-yard drive that he had to orchestrate, and there were two fourth downs where he had to make perfect passes. Like there was a fourth and ten from like their own eight, where he got like a 40-yard completion on a seam route, good coverage. He had to throw it perfectly in there, and he did it. The other fourth down, I believe, was like fourth and four, and he did a fade route to DJ Moore. Uh, but Sam Darnold had some horrible stats, but he did not get held by his receivers at all. Um, I was watching this game pretty closely because I was like – what I do is I pick one game, and then from that game I watch other games on commercial break, stuff like that. Right, so I was right. watching Chargers-Ravens, but once that one got out of hand, I was like, well, let me watch this one. And – the, drop, the amount of drop balls from Robbie Anderson, <laughs> like every, it seemed like every time it touched his hands, he was going to drop it. Even the pass before the fourth and four on the fade route to Moore, Moore dropped the slant before that to where he had to go to fourth down. Um, yeah. So Sam Darnold had horrible stats, but his wide receivers didn't help him at all. But that drive really showed me something. The fact that he was able to make those plays in the clutch to get to the overtime is the leaps and bounds that Nikki is talking about. So I do think like he's not taking a quantum leap, but mm-hmm. leaps, he's doing some leaps and bounds. Maybe a little frog jump. Little bit action. Yeah, a little leapfrog. He's doing a little, little leapfrog. leapfrog. Oh my god! Remember playing that? Right? Didn't one person crouch down? The other one was like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. When we're little kids, yeah, we play these stupid games. Of course, yeah. yeah. And throw the technology uh, out. Let's go outside and play. Yeah, kids today don't know about leapfrog. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> you mean that game from the 1980s from Nintendo? <laughs> no, no, that's not what no. we're talking about. We mean it's actually always... jumping over each other and hoping that yeah. kid didn't fall on you. We, we, right. <laughs> we, thought we, were, we thought we were Frogger, but no. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Cardinals getting froggy over there, man. We talked about it real, you know, for a minute, but uh, damn, 37-14. Against the Browns. I know the Browns banked up. They didn't have uh, Chubb, but Kareem Hunt was in the game up until a certain amount of time. But that game is already out of hand at that point. Again, like like we talked about, if you're going to beat the Cardinals, you're going to have to score a lot of points. And we were iffy about their defense, Nikki, you know, trying to figure it out. But the past few weeks, they've, again, they're looking better and better against the Cleveland team. I know Chubb wasn't there and no Landry, but still have very proficient offense that can get down the field. And Arizona wasn't letting that happen. Yeah. And I just want to know what the hell was this shoulder injury that Kyler Murray had? It didn't look like any shoulder injury to me. What the hell was that? Like, 
some shoulders. It's has a shoulder. Awful, you know, God, if, if that's what you play like with a shoulder injury, what is it going to be like when you're 100%? Yeah. Good call. Good call right uh, there. Yeah. Yeah. The it, this, uh, that, oh, go ahead, Dean. I was going to say the one thing that worries me about Kyler Murray, I feel like he's getting into what I would call the old Matthew Stafford syndrome. Now, Matthew Stafford's great, but there was a time where he was like, oh, Calvin Johnson's there. I'm throwing it there. Like I'm just throwing, I'm throwing that, I'm throwing that ball in that direction, and I feel like Kyler Murray is definitely doing that with DeAndre Hopkins. He's like, Hopkins is down there somewhere. Let me throw yeah. it up. Uh, there was uh, one play. There was one play where the Browns got called for a pass interference, and it was pass interference. Like the cornerback face guarded DeAndre Hopkins, but he didn't have to do that. The safety came over and easily intercepted the ball, and it would have been an interception if he would have just played regular defense to turn around. And I feel like Kyler Murray is going to get into trouble doing that. If he's not, and he's short too. So the thing is, there's times yeah. where he can't see that safety down there, or he can't see the linebacker in the middle of the field, literally can't see over his line. So the times where you have to see him raw outside the pocket and make these amazing plays, it's because he has to. Like he sometimes he just really can't see in that pocket. Um, so that's some of the things that I worry about if I was a Cardinals fan is the lack of intermediate throws and the times where he feels like, okay, AJ Green's tall, I'm gonna throw it down there, or Hopkins is yeah. tall, I'm gonna throw it down there. And it's He's getting lucky now where those passes are being completed, but I feel like there's going to be times where that luck runs out and he's going to throw interceptions. Um, so I still think they're for real and not fraudulent, but I would be worried about that. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I'm glad he's not playing Thursday because if you watch when that, that injury, like when he got sacked by J.J. Watt, it looks so yeah. nasty. You it can did. see his shoulder separate when he hits the ground. Yeah, <laughs> it's I was, It would look gnarly, man. And him on the ground just squirming. I imagine he was screaming in pain at that point. Because JJ Watts like called him everybody over. He needs to rest and let that shoulder heal somewhat. And yeah. the drop off between Case or Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum isn't as big as say Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love or you know, name your elite quarterback in their backup, right? So with Case Keenum, like you said, I know about Case Keenum. He got he got a team to NFC championship game with the right pieces around him, right? Yeah. So the Browns are healthy. He can do that when they had the right pieces. Now, right now, they're really banged up. They don't have their top two running backs now. Um, so they're dealing with a lot of injuries. But when they're right, Case Keenum's good enough to get that team to the playoffs or win some games for them. They do have one of the better backups in the league. So they should let Case Keenum play and let Baker Mayfield hold up a little bit because, like I say it was nasty to see. Because as soon as he hit the ground, I saw it. I was like, oh, that, that's Ugh. nasty. Yeah. And then, like, he literally, they popped it back in. He came right back out. He's a tough guy. I'll give Baker that. He's a really tough dude. Sure. Can't question his toughness at all. But when it comes to the drop-off between him and Case Keenum, it's not worth him playing through that shoulder because no. Case Keenum can get the job done. No, definitely. I mean, if you're planning on him being your franchise quarterback also, you're not going to rush him back into, you know, exactly. that, you just don't right. do stuff like that. It doesn't make any sense. But the only good thing about it is what – it was the left shoulder. He's not throwing yeah. shoulder, not throwing arms. So if you want to take anything out of that, that might be it. Um, yeah, we also touched on the Cowboys. Like I said, uh, I thought that game was going to go under, but they won 35-29 in Foxborough, which may have been the most exciting game on Sunday. A lot of back and forth action. Wasn't sure in the beginning what's going to happen. You know, Zeke going to run the ball. CeeDee Lamb ends up having a big game. Uh, Mac, you know, Trayvon Diggs again gets another interception, but then on the play right after, he gets burnt on a double move by my old boy Kendrick Bourne from the 49ers. And yeah, it got real exciting. Another game that went into overtime, Damien, that it, it was just you couldn't take your eyes off. And what I heard was there was like something around like 
23 million people watching at that time or like 25 million people watching at that time. So talk about freaking ratings, man. They were all over that. Like it's America's old, old team of the Cowboys and America's kind of old team in the Patriots because Tom Brady isn't there anymore. There was like a battle of that thing. No, and the Patriots still have that name recognition where you're like, okay, it's Bill Belichick, that defense, they're going against the Cowboys who are good this year. What's going to happen? Is Bill Belichick going to find some master plan like he did against the Bucs? He found a master plan against the Bucs and made that game close. He found a master plan in this game to make this game close. Uh, I think we saw Mac Jones take a leap forward a little bit. He threw the interception to Trayvon Diggs, who continues to be around the ball. I will give him credit for that. I still think Marshawn Lattimore is having a better year, though. But Trayvon Diggs continues to be around the ball and got that pick six. But then the next play literally got burnt on a double yeah. move. What, what was the safety doing on that play? Like when Trayvon that's, Diggs. Yeah, that's a better question. That's a yeah. was Like, what the hell? I, I don't even know if he was paying attention to what was going on. Yeah. Because <laughs> Trayvon Diggs gets beat on a double move. But it's like, okay, that happens. You know, he's an aggressive corner. He's going to get beat sometimes on double move. That's where the safety comes in. And the safety's there to help and doesn't do anything. Like it's, like you said, it was like he fell asleep on the field. It was like he was a left fielder and got used to the ball not coming out there. Like it was right. something like that happened. So that was weird. But great game. I think the Patriots, me and Nikki picked the Patriots to make the playoffs. The Patriots yeah. might make a leap after this game to where they can come and be maybe that seven seed. I, well, I look out for the Patriots to – kind of make a leap going forward, maybe put a few wins together here. You got the, what, the Jets this week? That's one. So, yeah, I think they can build off of this and maybe become one of those teams that kind of scratches their way into the playoffs, maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, they got to come out of a little hole. It's it's uh, two yeah. and they're two and four right now, but yeah. they got Belichick. Mac Jones will get better. I, I do like that team, and they've had you know somewhat of a rough schedule so far. Nikki, uh, that game told you more about Dallas or more about New England. What I took away from that is, and I I thought I thought it was a little conservative, a little too conservative on the Patriots side. I get it. I get you have a rookie quarterback. I. I think if they trust Mac Jones a little bit more, I think that's going to help get them over. I feel like they're like stuck a little bit. You know what I mean? I, I like think they trust him a little bit more. Like let's slowly like, come on, let's take the training wheels off a little bit and maybe not be as conservative. And I think that's going to help them. That was my biggest takeaway from the whole game. That's a really good takeaway actually from that. Cause it, it looks like he's, yeah, he's throwing a pick here and there. There's no doubt about it, but it looks like he's fit for the job. Like, you know, they made the right decision right there, you know, so, you know, nothing against Cam Newton, but you want to go with the young guy, get him ready to go. And yeah, I think he's been playing well so far. It's just, uh, you know, sometimes Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar, are your wide receivers, you know, you want a little bit better than that, you know, so yeah. I can get that. Uh, the last one real quick going, cause uh, Sunday night football, Steelers end up winning 23-20 in overtime. Uh, it, again, uh, Geno Smith, just amazing. Alex Collins, backup running back, who I picked up actually on waivers because Saquon Barkley's hurt. And, every, and I had another uh, guy who uh, wasn't actually playing that week. I forget off the top of my head. But, um, you know, he, they did an amazing job coming back in that game. But Pittsburgh ultimately takes it in the end. I don't know, again, if Pittsburgh is going to, like, come back and be for real in the AFC North and how long is Russell Wilson going to be out? But Nikki, what I take from this is that I think Seattle has, I think this season is screwed and it's not Geno Smith's fault necessarily. It's just that I think it's going to take a little time for Russell Wilson to get back and they have a tough schedule in their tough division. I think Seattle may be done. 
Yeah, they might be. I see why you say that. But they, you know, credit to, um, you know, halftime adjustments. They really did what they needed to do. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't. I don't think this is going to do anything for Pittsburgh because like basically like TJ Watt had to save the day, right? Yeah. Like offensively, yeah. like they just really didn't have anything going. So again, I'm going to maintain, I, I don't think that Pittsburgh's going to go very far this year. I think they just got a beat up, banged up, you know, Seahawks team without Russell Wilson. You got Geno Smith, who I think, you know, did what he could do. He did a hell of a job. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't, this is not moving the needle for me for Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. You know, if you're going to, you know, that game at home with, again, backups, you know, like you're playing second stringers almost for the most part, you should win that game pretty easily. So I agree with her, D. You know, I'm not, it doesn't make me any high on Pittsburgh. None of us were high on Pittsburgh to begin the year. But um, your thoughts about that game and if you think Seattle may be done, unfortunately. I don't, I'm not going to say they're done because I, I feel like in the second half, they found what they can do going forward with Geno Smith as far as running the ball, play action. I feel like Pete Carroll's uh, speech at halftime was just a video of Marshawn Lynch saying, we're going to run down your throat over and over <laughs> yeah. and over again. Because <laughs> that's what they did in that second half, man. Yeah. It just came out there, and it's surprising because Pittsburgh is supposed to be the physical team. They're the right. black and blue division there, Pittsburgh, all that stuff. And Seattle in that second half was like, we're just going to run down your throat, play action. And I feel like they can do these things. Uh, oh, before I get to my second point, Congratulations to Jason. He beat me in fantasy, not only in my league, but his league. <laughs> like, just, no, I wasn't even going to say wow. nothing, man. I, did I wasn't going to say nothing, but we got real close in that other game, man. That was crazy. Yeah, and your league, it was like less than the actual point, right? Yeah, it was like point f- point five. Literally, If Emmanuel crazy. Sanders didn't have the game he had, I would not have won. It's yeah. crazy. Wow. crazy. That, was a, that was a crazy one. And I thought I was going to come back in my league. Stefan Diggs didn't do enough for me. Um, in that one, right there, right there. <laughs> I was panicking all night. I'm like, don't fucking throw him the ball. Give it to Beasley. Give it to Knox. Give it to freaking Emmanuel Sanders, please. Just don't give yeah. it to Diggs. I thought for sure, D, he was another touchdown was coming for sure. I thought for, I thought for sure too. That pass interference, that was the one where he got. That's got right. A if he would have caught that one, I would have won. But yeah, I just had to get you. You thought of, uh, you brought up Alex Collins, and that made me think about that. But um, <laughs> my original tomatoes were going to go to DK Metcalf. So now I get to talk about it. So (laughs) DK Metcalf in a regulation, they, you know, Seattle needs a field goal to tie the game, go to overtime. Gino hits him on the sideline perfectly. No one's there. Like the cornerback's like five yards away. Instead of him just taking two more yards and going out of bounds or even three more yards and going out of bounds, he tries to run over the cornerback. The cornerback very smartly punches the ball out. DK Metcalf gets extremely lucky that I don't know who that wide receiver was. One of the backup wide receivers recovers yep. the ball and has the presence of mind to run and get it placed so they can spike the ball one second left. But he got even luckier because the referees reviewed it, which Mike Tomlin had every right to be just pissed off about the fact mm-hmm. that he reviewed it and gave Seattle more time to down it and keep the field goal. But then Shannon Sharp criticizing him for this play, which he has every right to do. Everybody watching it sees you did the wrong thing. Shannon Sharp criticizes him and DK Metcalf, Responds by calling Shannon Sharp a washed-up wannabe. You would <laughs> what? <laughs> what Shannon Sharp? Hall of Fame Shannon Sharp. Yes, Shannon Sharp's at the converse. He's at the table. Like if there's an imaginary table of NFL, like cafeteria for NFL legends, he's at the best tight end of all time table. 
He's oh, there yeah. with Gronk, Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, yep. uh, Mike Dicker, if you want to go old school with it. He's there with all those guys. And you have the nerve to call him a washed-up wannabe? You're not even the best receiver on your own team yet. <laughs> you have the, the nerve to call him washed up? This, like, it really rubbed me the wrong way. And then when I guess he saw the responses of people, like, coming at him, like, like, who are you to call Shannon Sharp a washed-up wannabe when he's arguably the best tight end of all time? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, you know what? You're right. And instead of being sincere and saying, I messed up, you have every right to criticize me, he said, you know what? You're right with the little laughing emojis. As yeah. if he's saying, like, you get in an argument, you like, you get tired of arguing, you're like, you know, you got it. That's how it came off to oh, me. No. It didn't come mm-hmm. off as sincere, like, my bad, you have every right to criticize me, which everybody does. And then on top of it, unlike us three, Shannon Sharp's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So <laughs> he has not only the right to criticize you, he can back it up with yeah. his rings and his Hall of Fame ring and his stats, everything that he has. To like, it just right. DK Metcalf has some growing up to do, man. Uh, so for me, I think that really rubbed me the wrong way. But I wouldn't, as far as the game, Pittsburgh, I agree with both of you guys. I don't think they really showed me anything that makes me think, oh, they're going to overcome this year. And yeah. no, because like you said, their offense, the second half was done. Like it stalled out. They got very lucky that honestly, if the game was five minutes longer, I think Seattle wins. If yeah. It was five minutes longer. It just ran out of time, to be honest with you. And then yeah. in overtime, like you said, TJ Watt came to the rescue. But if Seattle would have came in with the mentality they did in the second half throughout the whole game, Seattle wins this game easily, I, I believe. Yeah, I, and I know that you were on Seattle in this game, and I, I was getting scared. I'm like, damn, how the hell did he pick Seattle to come beat Pittsburgh in this game with backups? But, yeah, yeah, it came down to that last, uh, obviously, overtime and everything. So, yeah, that was also – I can just give you credit for that call. That was that was pretty amazing right there that you even had the balls to make that call. And it came close. It came close. Came close man. Thank it you. Did. Thank yes, absolutely. And I come close to beating you – in knowledge with Nikki, but it really doesn't happen too often, my friend. So I'm going to try today. This beat is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top of tricky. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On top is tricky. It's tricky, 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 tricky. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On top is tricky. Sprinkler action over there. <laughs> Sprinkler, I love it. Yeah, that's what happens when we go old school over here on Third and Three Podcast. <laughs> no, me, I'm all about old school. That's for sure, because I'm an old freaking man. But we'll keep that aside for now. We got knowledge with Nikki time, the greatest time that there possibly is in the entire world. This is when she gets back at us for all the giant comments and everything like that. So. This is her. This is her time. Even mom knew the sprinkler. Mom, mom busted it. I said, oh, this, "There's a sprinkler." Yeah. <laughs> Do you, like like at a school dance? Were you like that kid in the middle with the glow sticks and everybody's like around them? Like, yeah, like, has got to be that kid. I definitely had moments where I was in the middle of everybody, like, "Oh, go, 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 go!" go. Like, I definitely yeah. had those moments. And uh, I won a school. It was not summer camp. I won a summer camp talent show. Oh. Uh, doing a doing a Michael Jackson dance, so that's what me and Jay have in common. We oh. both yeah. done Michael Jackson dances in front of people. Yes, yes. Oh, I gotta see Love your it. routines. Come on. Oh, I, hey, we get in person. We're definitely gonna do it. We gotta bust it oh, out without a doubt. Oh, we gotta cut a rug, man. We're gonna hit that floor. Forget it. Oh, it's I, gonna be. Well, years ago, I was certified to judge, cheer, and dance. So 
I should be the judge. We need to have a dance off. All right. All right. You're going to be so disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) No. The dance off to save the universe, like in Guardians (laughs) of the Galaxy. You got to make it happen. There you go. Throw a leg kick up and just be like that. Little MJ action. You're good to go. That's all you got to do. Oh, man. Emulate MJ. Nobody can emulate Nikki. It's impossible. She is one of a kind. She brings the knowledge. It's knowledge with Nikki time. What topic do we got today? You guys, so today is World Statistics Day. So we are doing a bunch of statistics. I want to say, I I saved you guys because I actually did sneak like little like word problem things in here. But I was like, let me make this entertaining. Delete, delete, delete. Now let's just keep it. Uh, All right. All right. Okay. Uh, Let's see what happens. I can't wait. Uh, I I guess I go first this week, D, right? You do. Yeah. I do. That sucks. All right, let's do it. (laughs) All right, Jay. Number one, according to the National Institute on Retirement Security, what percentage of millennials have absolutely zero saved for their retirement? Oh, I would say about uh, 65%. Dave? I'm going to go 80. Jay, you got it. 66 Oh, by the boom, I I made like a D spot right there. Just one off, man. All right, what's up? What's up? Yeah, me me being a I know plenty of millennials that don't have anything to say. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, guys. You have to. They're going to have no social security checks coming for them. They're screwed. No, we're not getting social security. No. Yeah, I know. We're we're probably, I know. I know. We're probably (laughs) not. We're we're working till we die. Pretty much, unless we become rich and famous off this show one day, which we will. Of course. All right, number two. The average drunk driver drives under the influence more than how many times before being arrested the first time? I would say... Twenty-five. Okay. I'm going to say 10. 80. Wow. wow. Really? That much? That's I knew it would be a high number, but that's a lot. Oh, my gosh. 80. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, wow. Was, being a, a guy in the Navy, I knew a lot of people who got DUIs while in the Navy. And the reason they got DUIs is because they got so, quote, unquote, good at driving while drunk that they kept pushing and kept driving, even getting drunker. So yep. don't drink or drive or don't get high and drive, like sober and drive. There's Uber, there's Lyft. If you can't afford the Uber and Lyft, don't go. Chill out. Right. Right. <laughs> call drink a friend, there. call Lifeline, call someone. Yeah, someone will help please. you out. Yeah, yep. there's so many things to do except like get drunk or get high and drive. Like don't do it. It's You could hurt yourself and others. Like I've seen so many times where people, the drunk drivers, completely healthy but they've hurt another family. They have to live with that for the rest of their lives. So yep. that's right. Hurting somebody else, hurting yourself. I mean, if you're an actual good person and have feelings about that, I mean, that's, I'm just forget about it. That That's awful, man. 80 times the average. That's scary, Nikki. That's very scary. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't drink and drive. Listen, call me. I'll come get you, please. Yeah, don't right. You on the road under the influence. I don't know where any of you are, but I'll come. <laughs> if you're in the Phoenix area, I got you. Yeah. In, yep. New Jersey, in her area, that, New Jersey. Oh, Lord I got you. Guys are at, the, at the Jersey Shore. 
hit me up on Twitter. I'll come get you. <laughs> a Gary Thursday podcast a shout out after we get you. That's all we yes. want, right? Yes. That, that's what we ask Vote for. for us. Subscribe. Yeah, you got to do a yeah. couple things, but. <laughs> oh, man. Our Twitter handles are going to go crazy this weekend. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Can you help me? No. All right. Number three. Okay, Jay. According to Triple A's Traffic Safety American Driving Survey, for the years 2014 through 2017, Americans spend an average of how many minutes behind the wheel every day? Uh, that's a great one. Um, I'm going to say two and a half hours. I'm going to go hour and 10 minutes. 51 minutes. Ooh. Oh, that's that's off. All right. All right. I'm surprised. I thought maybe longer commutes, but then again, some people work close by or whatever. So, all right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, some people work at home, so that brings down the average. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Good question, Nick. I like it. Yeah, I was thinking higher because I miss I met so many people who like live outside the city they work in to save money. So they, they'll do the long commute. Yeah. But yeah, but then you got some people who just live in that city. Yeah, that is just yeah. Man, I was on the same block for fifty one minutes today. Shit, forget about all that other traffic. That I going. know, right? Sitting on the parkway for that long. Damn. All right, number four. According to the Nielsen ratings. How many Americans watched the royal wedding between Prince Harry and Meghan Markle? Way too many. (laughs) Many. I don't know why the hell they're so damn damn interested. Oh, wow. I'll go with... um, That had to be... How many people? I'm going to say 18 million. D? That's a really good guess. Uh, I'm going to say 15 million. 29.2. 29.2. Wow. Pretty hot. What the hell? Get, what, 30% of these people that live here don't have anything better to do than watch two people get married in another country? Come on. I don't know. I don't get it. She, get well, it. I was say, Megan did look phenomenal. She did look phenomenal. She's, she's a very good woman. Um, but for me, it's like, okay, she's married to some royal family somewhere else. Like, it's not. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a big thing. Yeah, I understand why it was such a big story with her being African American and everything in the drama that was with that but I just, yeah yeah because even before that it was a big thing when somebody would get married over there and this one just happened to have drama attached to it so mm-hmm. i just don't get it interesting the things that we do yeah <laughs> all right D, are you ready i am ready okay number one according to the fcc americans in total receive about how many robo calls per month oh my god I got three alone today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, how many robocalls a month? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 45. Uh, you said? 45, you said. 45. Jay? I was thinking higher. I was thinking like 120. You guys, Americans in total. All oh, in total. I'll let you guys do it again. In total. In total? Okay, wow. go. I'm sorry. Uh, yep. Okay, my bad. I'm going to go with... So I'm, if I'm thinking one person gets 45, 
And then, so, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with 200 million. Okay. I'm gonna go with like 1.2 billion with a B. Well, I'll give it to you, Jay. Two billion. Wow. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. That's okay, the, okay. I mean, to get in the billions, I think that that was. Yeah. No, he gets. He deserves that one. That was. That was pretty. Thank good. you. I appreciate stop, it. Stop Robo calling us. I know. <laughs> I know there was a law against this or something. In the scam likely calls. What are you doing? We we now have technology where it says scam likely. Why are you calling? <laughs> like we're not going to answer? Or if we answer, we're just messing with you. Yeah. Right. I don't know if you guys seen the video of the woman who's a news anchor who like mess with the guy who's doing the scam. Oh, no, no. Hilarious. So like the guy calls, she answers. He's like, oh, we have a warrant for your arrest. Um, but if you pay $3,000, you won't get arrested. So she fakes oh, like she's get a credit card. She's like, oh, oh. she's like, oh, okay. Uh, let me give you my credit card number. And then she goes three, Two, one. We're here on Channel Four News, and we're oh, here the- oh, <laughs> awesome. oh, that's awesome! Oh, that is cool. And the guy hang, the guy hangs up so fast. Oh, now, oh that man. is. You gotta cool. watch that. Oh, I <laughs> like that a lot because she does a whole like you know how news anchors do like their voice that they yeah. do. So she's yep. like talking regularly, and she goes three, two, one. Welcome to Channel Four News. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> That's, That's some funny stuff. So that is funny. I like that. I like that. All right. Number two. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, what percentage of American men on average, on an average day, do housework? See, you about to make the men look bad. I know we're to look bad. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> I didn't say that. I, listen, they answered this survey, I guess. So... Can you say it one more time? Sure. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, what percentage of American men on an average day do housework? I'm going to say 35%. Jay? I was thinking 23%. 20%. Wow. Jay nice is job, Jay. Killing it. <laughs> I don't know. I got a little luck going on today. A little luck but action. Tisk, tisk, guys. Come on. <laughs> the rest of that's for the women. Step no. it up. Got to step hey, it up. I'm in, All right. 20, I'm in at 20%. I'm in at 20%. <laughs> I'm going right, to do, baby. Even though dust seems to come back all the time, I guess that's why. Yeah, I have those hardwood floors working out for you. Right, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm vacuuming a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, number three. According to the CDC, the global rate for hand washing after using the toilet is what percent? Oh, man. So this should be 100. But yep, it should not. be. I'm with you on that. It should be 100%. But I'm going to go with, because I've seen guys just go in, pee, and walk out. So I know it's not, I know it's not 100%. Uh. So... If what from what I hear, like women are worse than guys, from what I hear. <laughs> yeah, there are some. There are some I've seen just like do their business. Sometimes yeah. it's more than just you know a little business, and they just walk out the door. It's disgusting. Yeah, maybe they got hand sanitizer. The, the I had to. I got in trouble in when I was in the Navy on deployment, and I had to clean the bathrooms. And the women's bathroom was worse than the guys' bathroom. Yes, yeah, oh. disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gross. Private bathrooms. 
another day I'll tell the story about why I got in trouble. I had to clean bathrooms. But <laughs> for, the, for the next question, um, I'm going to go with 70%. Jay? Well, I'm not going to change my answer. I'm with you, D. I was thinking 63%. 19. 19? 19. That's disgusting. Who did they survey? Who did they survey, though? Who did they survey? I think it's Yeah, really. What junkyard did they go to? It's a global raid. It's the CDC. So. Wow. Yo, that's terrible. Disgusting. Oh, my God. I thought 63 was low. Yeah. Oh, that's, I ain't even going to none of them bathrooms again. I'll just pee in a tree. I don't care. That's, that's crazy. But how do you know, like, the place you're going to eat, how do you know they wash their hands before they brought the stuff? I, see, I can't. Like, I'll start thinking like that, and I'll just be a nutcase. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm not big on public bathrooms anyway, but now, now I'm way out. Forget it. That That's it. I'll hold it in until I get home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, D. last one for you. The World Health Organization estimates that approximately how many people in the world have a vision impairment? Because uh, vision impairment covers a lot. Man. So I'm going to go with, like, I feel like 70% of the people out here can't really see. So I'm going to go with 70%. Maybe like an amount, an amount of people, not a percentage. Oh, an amount of people in the United States? Uh, oh, in the world. In the world. Oh, the world. The world. oh, wow. Uh, so I'm going to go with, I think there's 6 billion in the world, people. No, there's oh, like, yeah. uh, it's closer to eight now, believe it or not. It's like seven and a half, I think. Oh, thank you for that, Jay. I needed that. Yeah. So my, me thinking about it, 70%, I'm going to go with 4 billion. Okay, Jay? Yeah, I was kind of thinking somewhere along those lines. Nikki, say it one more time the question. I'm so sorry. The World Health Organization estimates that approximately how many people in the world have a vision impairment? Vision impairment, right. Um, I like your guess, Steve. Damn it. But you know what? I'm going to go 5.5 billion. 1 billion. Well, just that's it? Oh, really? I feel like only one billion like admitted they have a vision impairment. Yeah, maybe, maybe they listen, Dave. I would verify the surveys before I that's <laughs> <laughs> on your job. I know, my no, gosh. I'm, I'm not criticizing the stats. I know you do I know you do great research. I'm not criticizing the stats. I'm just thinking that people weren't being honest on this one because I feel like there's so many people who are like slightly colorblind or can't like they have like 20 over 200 vision and have contact. Yeah, right. or, you know, and some people might not see it as an impairment, but they're like 20 over 40, where it's not as bad as others and stuff like that. So I feel like if you really take that definition to heart, it's more than one billion. Okay. I would I would agree. People do lie about a whole bunch of stuff, that's for sure. Yeah. They just people don't like to give their real self out sometimes. Say that again. Have you guys ever like been called to take like one of these or any survey? I've never gotten a call. I've gotten I've gotten a call, but it's been for like, oh, we see you went to this restaurant, <laughs> like <do> you, <laughs> take, this, take this survey or something like that. Like, I got one for like a movie. There's a restaurant movie theater out here where you can go and eat like at a restaurant, but watch the movie as well. And like a journalist, I believe, called me and saw, oh yeah, I see that you guys went to this restaurant, uh, the restaurant theater. What did you think? And asked me a few questions. I've gotten calls like that, but never one like this. No. Huh. 
Interesting. Do you have a vision impairment? Who did you vote for? Are you drinking and driving? Like, <laughs> yeah, wow. No, I, I never get a lot of honesty. The drinking and driving one, that's somebody had to be really honest about that. They say, like, oh, I did it hundreds of times before I got caught. So yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. That, one, that one's scary. So that's again, if you're watching, do not drink and drive, no. do not get high and drive. Like, uh-huh. you know, don't do any yeah. of that stuff, man. We're spreading the message over here. All right. Let it be known. Let it be known. And but also Yes, but I, I know it's crazy. Jay's beat me in literally everything this week. Two fancy games. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm like, I feel like I'm picking on my little brother over here. That's <laughs> it's messed up. <laughs> you don't feel bad when you pick on me, so. Uh, yes, I, I try not to. I feel I, anytime I mention giants, I'm scared to death of what's going to come out of my mouth. I swear to God. <laughs> Scare me on Halloween. I don't know if you're going to dress up on the show, but I know you're probably going to freak me out. That's, that's, that's Ooh, crazy. Maybe, witch, I I maybe I will. Oh, that we should. You know what? Maybe we should actually talk on the phone once in a while and come up with something. That might be fun. We can well, do a Well, Dean and I already do. So yeah. that's right. we just, yeah, that's this week through this to throw you off. Obviously, obviously, we missed our conversation this week. Yeah, yeah you didn't do it this week. <laughs> yep. I don't know what the problem was, but you guys missed that phone call. So I got lucky over there. <laughs> Nikki, you should dress up in your Matthew Stafford uh, jersey and come come as a happy fan. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have an idea. Nope, I'll save it. I know what I'm going to dress up as. Oh, boy. Can't wait. You know what? It's happening. She's going to give me for that joke. She's going to. Can't wait. Can't wait. Oh, man. Yep. We can get freaky on the show and have a lot of fun, like the freaky fantasy football draft, which oh. Nikki won. I did? Nikki, oh, yes. finally. Yes. Nikki, you were a monster this week. Actually, let me see if I have your picks because I was really pissed off because I thought I was going to win. I was oh. doing pretty good. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're really upset about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, 130 points, Nick. Ooh. 130 points. You had right. Mahomes. You had like 50 uh, Jonathan Taylor, you got Stefan Diggs, which didn't do enough for Damian, but apparently did enough for Nikki, Mark Andrews, and then Dallas defense. So a buck 30.3. I came in second with 93.6. Stafford showed up for me, speaking to him. You know, Najee Harris had a good game, but that was kind of like it. I said Mo Wiley Cox, but he just scored a touchdown. That was the end of that. D, that was just a, a weird. I picked Lamar Jackson in fantasy football, uh, you know, for like FanDuel. And you picked him this week. I thought it was a great pick, but they just kept handing the ball off for the most part. Yeah. So he didn't have his big game. So, I mean, you know, just rough, rough week for you, 56.3. And obviously your running back didn't play. So how are you going to get points out of that? So that was kind of rough right there. But, um, you know, Tyreek Hill, he showed up. He did his thing. But we got to get more freaky over here. And it's funny that ever since Nikki wanted to change the rules around, she keeps freaking winning. So, <laughs> Nikki, what do you want to do now? <laughs> You want to go first or you want to go last? I'm leaving it up to you because I'm too scared. Oh, I get to pick? That is amazing. Yeah, how about um, that? Yeah, I'll go first. Shit. All right, then. I guess I'm second. And, D, you'll double pick as we snake around the draft. So here we go. Uh, we'll see if I have to remind Damien of the people that he picked this week. We'll see what we got. All right. <laughs> Let's get it going. Nikki, your first pick. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, or defense? Um, I'm going to go quarterback. And I will take Kyler Murray this week against Houston. Okay. Kyler Murray. I have no problem with that. Uh, that's a pick I would have made. 
All right. Um, I'm going to take. Let's see who I like this week. You know, uh, let me just double check. I'm pretty sure I haven't taken him yet. And if I haven't, I'm definitely going to right now. And that man would be Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to go with him. Uh, They're on the road against Tennessee, but I see a lot of scoring in that game. I want my quarterback. I want Mahomes. Nikki did a good job with him last week, so I'm going to steal him this week. D, you got two picks coming up. Okay, let me start with the Cardinals defense. Oh, look at this. Damn it. Going against Houston. Yeah. So hopefully they don't make me regret my apology because I'm definitely throwing tomatoes at them if they make me do this. Right. (laughs) That's why I picked Indy last week. And I will go ahead and do a combo platter and give me DeAndre Hopkins. Oh. oh my goodness! This guy's making a full turnaround over here. Now he's I know for real. I'm from frauds. I'm dying on this hill. Every day in the world, I'm still dying on the hill. I'm eating crow and I'm plattering it up. Quite a turnaround. Yeah, once you eat the crow, then you can just turn around. You know. Okay. That's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, just double checking over here for my running back this week. I'm going to go with my offensive player of the year, which may possibly come true if the stats go up a little bit more, but he's been doing an amazing job for the Packers. Um, and that would be Aaron Jones. I'm going to take him as my running back this week. That was a good call. Derrick Henry, though, is like definitely a favorite for that. Though, yeah. Aaron Jones, yeah. Aaron Jones is a good call. Yeah. But thank you for that. I appreciate it. All right. So I got Mahomes and Aaron Jones and Nikki. You got Kyla Murray and two picks coming. Oh, I got two picks coming. You sure do. Okay. I am going to get Cooper Cup. Oh, oh. he has been killing. They call him White oh, Rice. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he has been killing it, man. Yeah. Go. Going up against the former team, it's Goff against Stafford this week. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and I will take uh, Damian Harris. My okay. running back. All right. Great first name. Of course. <laughs> you don't get much better than that. All right. Damian Harris it is. Okay, so I got to make a pick here. Wide receiver, tight end, running back. Um. You know, I haven't taken. This is a really good week to take him. Um, I'm going to take Darren Waller against uh, Las Vegas. I'm going to take oh. Waller. Oh, yeah, against Philly? Uh, I, I'm sorry, against Philly. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that, oh, he's playing against himself. Yeah, I'm like, he's playing right. <laughs> you get a lot of fantasy points that way. That would be yeah, really right. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. But, yeah, thank you. Against Philly, I think that he should do a pretty good job there. But, uh all right, D, you got Hopkins and the Cardinals. Uh, you want to take any other card? You want A.J. Green? You want Chase Edmonds? These guys? Oh, yeah, you want the whole team? <laughs> you guys are hilarious. Oh <laughs> 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 Eat that crow. I'm going to go with, on this pick, just looking at running backs here. Hmm. Oh, I have not picked Derrick Henry yet, and I think he's going to have a good game against Kansas City. So give me Derrick Henry. Oh, that's a good pick. Yeah, it is. That, unfortunately, is a really good pick. This guy is trying to make up for last week over here. All right, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I see you. All right, we got quarterback and tight end. Which way are you going? I'm going to go with uh, – let me go with a QB. Hmm. You know what? I think your guy's going to have a big week this week. Give me Trey Lance against the Colts. Oh, 
You know, hold on. I think Jimmy G is starting. Oh, is he starting? Oh, well, yeah. Otherwise, I would agree with you. <laughs> I yeah. would definitely agree with you. So, but yes, yeah, fair warning on that one. Okay. I, I can look it up really fast, actually, because I, I don't want to screw you over, but I'm like a thousand percent sure that Jimmy G is coming back. Okay. I think I already picked Stafford, too. Again, that would have been good against Detroit. Dang. Oh, give me Mac Jones against the Jets. Oh, yeah. No. That's a nice okay. That's a good call, actually. That's not bad. Let me see. Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, update injury. Let me just look real quick. So not just we can know, but everybody can know. Come on, pop up. Let's go. Let's see what happens. Because if Trey Lance goes out and has, like, the greatest game ever, I'm going to feel like the worst person on the planet right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Trey Lance will not participate per head coach um, Kyle Shanahan. But yeah, he's a little banged up, and that's why they're getting Jimmy Garoppolo coming back in. So, yeah, let's stay away from Trey Lance this week, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for the heads up, sir. Yep, no doubt. No doubt. We're partners, we brothers. You know how we do it. All right? That's the way it goes. That's the least we can do after he beat me in everything this week. So. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lucky week for me. What can I say? All right. Let me see if I can get some more luck over here. Um, I need me a wide receiver and a defense. Let me go with the Rams defense against the tr- – wait, hold on. Hold on. I think I may have picked them. I don't want to cheat. I may have picked them. Uh, Let's get this going real fast. Man, the defense is already getting kind of like – I know it's getting already. (laughs) You know, I I actually I didn't pick them. Okay, so it's all right. I'm going to take the Rams then for the defense. Good pick. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. think I wasted my Rams pick too early. I believe. Yeah, (laughs) too. Blew my load too early there. Yeah. If it worked for you, it worked. That's all that counts. You know, whenever you pick them, it don't make a difference. I took McCaffrey in the first week, and it worked out. You know, things happen. (laughs) All right, so I got one pick later, but Nikki, you get to make your last two picks. As you got Kyla Murray, Damian Harris, and Cooper Cup. Oh, uh, oh my God! I know I took all the good defenses. I don't even know. Um, no, you know what? Let me get. I will take this. I will take the the Niners defense. That's not a bad call. I like it. All right, Carson Wentz has been playing well. He has. Yeah. Niners defense is a little susceptible in that secondary, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if that front four can get after him. He's not going to have much of a damn choice. So no, that's true. With Carson Wentz, what you pressure on him, that's when you see the Carson Wentz mm-hmm. So Exactly right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And I need All right, a tight so end. Oh, I need a tight gosh. end. Yeah. All right. Give me, uh, it's tough. Yeah, I guess give me Dallas Godert. Okay, Dallas Goddard. I like Good it. Call. He's the only one there now. Yeah, he's the only one. Yep. So. Zach Ertz off to Arizona as they keep yeah. trying to beef it up over there. All right, he's so not Dallas. playing though, right? He's not eligible because he played Thursday. Is that right? No, he's, eligible. Right. he's eligible for this week. Well, oh, oh, this yeah. week, yes. Yeah, yeah he couldn't, he couldn't play on Sunday. Oh, right. oh, oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so now I need a wide receiver, huh? Um, You know what? D, you took the words out of my mouth earlier. He keeps looking for DeAndre Hopkins, so I'm going to hop on that. Give me DeAndre Hopkins for this week. I already took him. You took him. Oh, you did? Oh, I'm such a schmuck. <laughs> um, my bad. I'm Wow. 
that was way off right there. Uh, what do I want? Oh. Wait, are you lying about a vision problem? Is that what the... Yeah, do you see? <laughs> I, I'm part of those people. I just don't want to admit it. That's what it is. It's okay. Right. I think it is. It's all right. It is all right. You can admit your problems. It's okay. Talk it out. Talk it out. Um... This one actually is kind of easy for me. Maybe I should have doubled up. I'm kind of doubling up. I took Aaron Jones already, but I don't care. They're both going to put up numbers. I'll take Devontae Adams as well. So I'll take him from my wide receiver, which completes my team, which gives Damian his last pick as you got Mac Jones. Very interesting. Derek Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, who I thought I could take, but apparently I have no memory whatsoever. And you have the Cardinals defense. So let's see what you're going to do with tight end. Uh, a tight end, I'm going to go with Miami's tight end, Mike G. Like I said, That's last a good time. one. Yep. Gusecki. <laughs> Mike Gusecki. Gusecki. There we go. So, yes, yeah, so I'm going to take him against Atlanta. You know how I feel about Atlanta? And Nikki just identified yeah. <laughs> my feelings this morning. I love yes. it. This afternoon, I said this morning. That's how long we've been doing the show. I feel, like, I feel like it started this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he ripped up Jacksonville last week, man. Had like 115 yeah. yards, I think it was, on him. No, I mean, didn't get in the end zone, but still, I mean, ripped him up. Eight catches or whatever it was. So, I like that pick right there. Mac Jones, Derek Hendry, DeAndre Hopkins, Kaseki in the Cardinals defense. Nikki, you got Kyla Murray, Damian Harris, Dallas Goddard, Cooper Cup, and my Niners defense, which I'm rooting for you over there. You know it. I got Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Jones, his teammate, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, who will have a big week against Philadelphia because he plays for the Raiders, so that won't happen. <laughs> and I got the Rams defense. So we'll see how that works out. We'll see who will come on top. Nikki, right now you are the champion. Yes, I love it. Just has you such a nice ring it. to it. I love to win. <laughs> Winning is just such a – it's like the best feeling in the world. Such a beautiful thing, isn't it? It That's really is. <laughs> well, I, I can't get what, it from the Giants. I don't know how that so. feels this week at all. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a bad week for you. We have good, fair competitiveness, even though I get called out that I'm like, I, I get so pissed after knowledge with Nikki, but sometimes I do. You know, I don't like losing. It's competitive, but it's all fun. It's all love. It's a beautiful thing. All right. So let's see who's going to take it this week. As before we get into our picks, we're going to do our top prop bets of the week. Damien, you want to start us off? Yes. So let me pull up my prop best I wrote down here in my notes. I really like this one, man. I feel like I've made somebody some money. Let me pick some good ones. But yeah, so for go to it here. So yeah, so for my first bet that I really want to put some money on, you mentioned Green Bay. You picked a lot of their players for your fantasy. Yeah. I like Green Bay at minus seven and a half over Washington. I think that's just a lock. Like Washington, their secondary is horrible. Aaron Rodgers is going to pick them apart. Yeah. Washington's offense isn't really clicking with T. Henney, uh, a.k.a. Jekyll and Heineke. So I'm going with the Green Bay Packers at minus seven and a half to win by way more than that. I feel like it's a low spread. That's a low spread. The game's in Green Bay also. And like yeah. you said, Washington's not showing anything. So. I'm with you on that one. I mean, again, that's a little trickery. It's like, uh, you know, I mean, maybe you want to take why Maybe people are thinking Washington in this game. That'll only be a touchdown. I don't know, but I'm with you, D. I think it'll be more than that. We'll get to our picks in a little while. All right, Nikki, what's yours? What's your first one? Um, I will go. I'm going to throw out a super safe bet. Um, I like the under at 44 in the Giants-Panthers game. 
Uh, I think that that's probably easy money. Neither team has their star running backs. Neither team has had great offensive line play uh, or quarterback play. So I like the under there. When they say great minds think alike, this is exactly what's happening right now. Because my number one is Giants-Panthers under 44 points all the way for everything you just said. I don't even need to elaborate. Nikki, we're right here, baby. Right here. (laughs) Unbelievable. How about that? All right. That was my first one. So that was quick and easy. D, what's your second one? So for my second one, this might surprise some people, but Chicago is the underdog by 12 and a half points. I think they keep it closer than that. I got Tampa Bay winning. I'll give away my pick there, but Chicago (laughs) have a good defense and they know how to make the game ugly. Even with David Montgomery being out, they still have a good running game. So I think they keep the game closer than 12 and a half. And if, don't correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Chicago beat Tampa last year? Yeah, that was the famous Tom Brady holding up the four-finger game. Right, last, right. Yeah, last year. Right. So, yeah, they did right. beat them last year. <laughs> Very interesting. All right, yeah, the game is in Tampa Bay. All right, so we'll see. All right, D, excellent stuff. All right, Nikki, what's your next one? Um, I'm going to keep with total game points. I like the over in Kansas City, Tennessee, over 56.5. Uh, neither team has a defense or threat of a pass rush. So over it up. You have the same I don't, believe, I, I don't <laughs> believe it. I don't. Be- I, now, I, now I really don't believe it. This is a little <laughs> cosmic, crazy consciousness shit going on right now. I wrote, here's what I wrote word for word. Chiefs and Titans will combine for most yards in week seven. That just goes along with exactly with what you're saying. It's going to go over. Obviously, both defenses are fucked right now, and both offenses are cooking. There's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. So most combined points scored in week seven, Chiefs, Titans. Nikki, this is pretty crazy stuff over here. I don't know what's going to happen. We're on the same page on the third one. Show is over. I'm out. See you later. Good night. (laughs) D, what's your third, man? So for my third one, this is one of the weekly specials on the betting site that I use. Uh, Patch Mahomes to complete at least one 50-yard pass. Against that defense, I got to go with that one. I think he'll get at least one of those. It's at Ooh. plus 150. Uh, so you put a little money on that, you get a good piece of change back. So I like Patch Mahomes to complete at least one 50-yard pass. I like that bet. I mean, I'm not sure if he's, it's going to happen or not, but that's an interesting one, Nikki. That's cool. I like that. Interesting. Yeah, I do like that. That is an interesting one. I got to look up more of these kind of like prop bet things. I like that. I wonder if that'll happen. It could have most likely with Tyreek Hill, but we know that he could throw it to anybody, even maybe with his left hand. All right, Nikki, what's your third one? Probably the same as mine. <laughs> I don't know. If you have this one, oh, that would be so weird. Okay, so <laughs> speaking of the Ravens, Ravens offense currently ranks fifth in yards per play at 6.3. Bengals are standing at 5.9. Okay, so I think your play here is to take Cincy in the points. They are 4-1 against the spread. Now, let me see. Well, as of yesterday, that line was, what, 6? That's interesting. That's a good call, and that's good insight right there also. Both teams could be tough at the line of scrimmage. You know, it could be a, this could be one of the fastest games of the entire week, you know, if they're both running the ball and completing short passes and stuff like that. All right. All right. Good insight right there. All right. I dig it. I dig it. I definitely did not have the same thing, but I do have a common theme that every game, I'm sorry, every week this year, there's been at least one overtime game. 
So I'll pick the overtime game for this week. And it's between two crappy teams. It'll probably be like 13-13 when they go into overtime. But that is the Falcons and Dolphins. I will predict that they will go to overtime. Uh, Jay froze up on us there. Yeah. It looks but so, yeah, he was saying that we're going to see an overtime game between the Dolphins and the Falcons. I definitely can see that happening, right? Because you think about those two teams, two teams who don't know how to close it out. Yeah. Uh, the Dolphins definitely showed why they don't, yeah. don't know how to close it out against Jacksonville and why they, you know, had that close game. So I definitely can see that on that on your part, Jay. Yeah, it can happen. It can happen. You never know. So we'll see. All right. So that's three. Let's get our last one in before we make our week seven picks. Damian, take it away. So for my last one, I was close on this one last week. I picked the Giants to be the lowest scoring team. Uh, yeah. It was Detroit, if I remember correctly. Or no, it was Houston, I believe. Uh, who had the lowest scoring output. Uh, so this week, I'm going to go with Detroit. I think the Rams are going to try to shut them down and really have Matthew Stafford just looking over his former team like, you see you see what you could have had if you had yeah. kept me and, and put some around me? Yeah. So, <laughs> I think the Rams shut down the Lions, and I can see the Lions maybe even scoring like three or six points, being the lowest scoring team this week. I can totally see that, man. I'm, I'm pretty much with you on that one. That game would be interesting. And Goff against his old team, you know, Goff is going to want to obviously destroy them, of course, but they don't have the capability of doing that because they haven't won a damn game yet this year. So they need to bite off more kneecaps, apparently, Nikki. Uh, what's your fourth one? Um, okay, so I'm going to take this little nugget for what it's worth. Um, Broncos are 11-3 against the spread in their last 14 14- Thursday night games. Uh, Cleveland's banged up, but I think that line dropped from six to five. So I like Denver to cover. I like it too. It, it, it did drop a lot too. It's too bad we didn't take it before Baker got hurt and really understood what was going to be happening because that might have been a really, really nice bet as we'll get to in a little bit. So, all right, that's a good one there, Nikki. All right, all right. The Broncos, Yep, we still got to see with them. So this would be an interesting game tomorrow night as Cleveland goes to Den. It does go. It's in Denver, correct? Let me double check on that one. Hold on. We'll get to the game anyway. But no, uh, oh, it's in Cleveland. Yeah, I'm sorry. Cleveland, I'm yeah. yeah. All right, it's in Cleveland. My last one. Uh, you mentioned Bucks uh, Bears before. Tom Brady's doing his thing, but so is Antonio Brown. I'm saying Antonio Brown this week will have at least 100 yards receiving, along with a touchdown against the Chicago Bears. And that could be going out on a limb because they got Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, O.J. Howard's getting into the mix right now. I don't know when Gronk is coming back, but Leonard Fournette was running the shit out of the ball last Thursday night against Philly. So I think Antonio Brown is going to be the go-to guy in this game out of the slot and have big-time stuff. So 100 yards and a touchdown at least for Antonio Brown. That's my fourth prop bet. Bragging rights and crow bites next week on this one, Damian, right? <laughs> yeah, well, definitely could include some of our bets in there, predictions, anything you want to add to the bragging rights and crow bites. So I think that segment is going to take off. Hopefully we don't hear next week some somebody, you know, to follow um, the network. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh no. no, 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 that's it. I will sue this shit out of everyone. <laughs> I'll play this video everywhere and I'll tag those four letter or three letter networks right on and be like, no, no, no. Don't piss yeah. around with us. All right. Ain't happening. Yeah. Ain't happening. <laughs> if they if they steal a segment, just give us props and don't yeah. include our segment when you mix up teams in office alignment like Chris Broussard did. I heard about that. I didn't. I heard about that. That's funny, man. Oh, so you guys That's who aren't funny. familiar, like the 
offensive lineman for Tennessee got hurt. He got you know, he had to get caught off the field. They say everything's okay, okay one. but it, yeah, it was scary. Uh, so he had to get caught off the field. And Chris Broussard was saying the reason that the Buffalo Bills quarterback sneak didn't work is that their offensive lineman was hurt. But he was talking about Tennessee's <laughs> offensive lineman. Yeah, same thing. Like, keep Adam Schefter off the basketball court. I don't know why they tried yeah. that for, like, two minutes. That was a stupid yeah, idea. Exactly. Just, just stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> stay in your lane. All right. <laughs> let's see what we're going to do. Week 7 picks final segment of Week 7 over here as we get ready for Thursday Night Football. The first game that we're going to talk about, Nick, you mentioned it real quick, as the Denver Broncos travel to Cleveland to play the Browns. Both teams are three and three, Nikki. What is going to happen in this game? I don't know. No Baker Mayfield, right? Everybody's like bang the hell up. And I said I like Denver to cover. So, yeah, let me take Denver in this one. Figured that was coming. Just wanted to hear it out of your mouth. And you know what? I totally agree with you. Um, it's not that Baker Mayfield is like the greatest quarterback that ever lived. And I'm sure Case Keenan can do a good job, but they're missing way too many other pieces yeah. also on defense where they're not playing well. And I, I think Jerry Judy's coming back this week. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I got to check that out, but, um, no, I think with their running game and, you know, Teddy B doing his thing, I, I think Denver's going to be all right, Damien. So I'm going to go with them also. Yeah. I picked Cleveland earlier this week and then it's like, man, they got, Everything going on. Yeah. It's a mess. But Denver has disappointed me, though. Ever since they started off 3-0, and and it seems like they're just not that good. Like, they really are fraudulent. They're fraudulent. <laughs> as far as yeah, are. that's pretty cool. Maybe yeah. they are. Um, so, I'm going to go with Cleveland. I don't know if it could be considered an upset, but because there are so many people, I think people will be surprised by it. Uh, and with them being at home, I think that crowd can uplift them in this one against Denver, who – just not believing in, and I don't want to put any more trust in Denver, so I'm going to go with Cleveland to win this one. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. This one's going to be a close one, I think, either way, and I think we may see some sloppy football, unfortunately. But, all right, time will tell. Maybe only about uh, 22 hours from now or so is when the game starts. The next game, Nikki, let's just get to it real quick because we really haven't talked about your Giants, and I know you don't want to, but they're playing the Panthers this week. We mentioned that it's going to be a low-scoring game, but who is going to win it? Um, I have Carolina winning 23, Giants 17. Okay. Carolina 23-17. Damien, what do you got in this game as Carolina goes to New Jersey to play the New York Giants? Yes, I am going to go with Carolina as well. Uh, not locking it in, not comfortable with that, but I'm going to go Carolina 20, Giants 14. All right. Uh, this one was definitely tough for me. Carolina, I mean, yeah, they got it going on more than the Giants right now. They're missing Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay gets hurt and Mark Andrews is now hurt. I also have to go with Carolina, and I think they win the game. It's not going to be anything big. I'm going to go with 24-10 to 10 Carolina. So our next game is the other New Jersey team or the other New York team that plays in New Jersey, I should say. They share MetLife Stadium over there, and that would be the Jets, who are 1-4 going to New England, who is 2-4, but a little bit better than 2-4. Guys, this will be my first lock. I'm taking New England at home. They will be 3-4 and four after this game, and the Jets will continue to embarrass themselves even after a bye week. New England, lock it in. Damian, what do you got? Oh, by the way, I'm sorry. My score is 30-10. to 10. Okay. So, yes, I agree with you on that one. Clink, clink. Lock it in. We're going to go on with the Patriots. I'm going to go 
27 to 7, Patriots. 27 to 7. All right. So blowouts on both of our sides, Nikki. You agree? I agree. I am locking this in. Patriots 26, Jets 17. Excellent. All right. All right. Give the Jets a little bit of credit in that game. Not bad. All right. We talked about this one. Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Division rival. You never know. Yeah. Jets yeah, play them tough, though. They do play them tough. Watch Zach Wilson go throw four freaking touchdowns and no one is touching the freak out. This would be the breakout game. Yeah. Right? England <laughs> out of all teams. If the Dallas went to overtime there, I don't think so. Yeah, lock them up. So we all lock that one up. We all think New England is going to win very easily. This game is not a lock for me at all. The Kansas City Chiefs going to the Tennessee Titans. You guys know that I love the Titans. I'm so happy they won on Monday night. I'm saving face a little bit with them at four and two. Kansas City's three and three. Again, neither defense really playing well. So you would think go with the home team, but <clears throat> I'm not, guys. I'm going to go with Kansas City in a big win over here, 34-31. What do you got, Damian? I'm going with Kansas City as well. Uh, I think that Tennessee's defense just isn't good enough to stop Kansas City, but I do have it close. I'm going 31-28 Kansas City. All right, so we got fairly close scores over there. So we're expecting a good game, Nikki. You think the same thing? Uh, I am going Kansas City 34, Tennessee 27. 34-27. All right. So it could be an entertaining game if we're all correct about that. And we all got KC winning, but not a lock there. Let's see if a lock is coming up here is Washington and the Taylor Heineke's. Heineken's go to Green Bay. Green Bay is wearing like their 1934 uniform this weekend. It's like a whole green rush uniform and some crappy ass yellow helmet. I can't wait wait to see what it actually looks like, but that should be fun in itself. Nikki, what happens as Washington no names go to Green Bay and uh, play the five and one Packers? Yeah, Green Bay. They uh, Green Bay 28, Washington 21. This would be my second lock. Okay. All right. Lock number two is in for Nikki. Damien, what are your thoughts? I'm not going to lock it, but I'm very confident in Green Bay. I just got some other games that I think are going to be definite locks that we haven't picked yet. Okay. So I'm going to go Green Bay to win this one, 31-17. There are some serious – 31-17. Okay, there are some serious locks out there, there's no doubt. But I'm with Nikki. I feel very confident in locking Green Bay up against Washington. I just don't see it happening for them. I'm going to go – I think Nikki, we have the same score. Did you say 31-17? I said 31-17. You said 31 All right, I knew I heard it. All right, at least I heard it. Okay, so my hearing is good. My vision may suck, but I heard it. <laughs> so, again, I am locking that one up at 31-17. We all got Green Bay. Moving on to our next game, we have the least exciting game probably of the whole damn week as the freaking Falcons go to Miami. Like I said, they're going to overtime. It's going to be ugly, and I'm going to give the Dolphins the home win. 16-13 in overtime against Atlanta. Ugly-ass game. I probably won't even watch it for more than four seconds, but I will take Miami at home to win by a field goal in overtime. What do you got, Nikki? I don't know. Like, how do you trust, <laughs> like, either one of these teams? I just threw, like, oh, a bunch dude. of tomatoes at Atlanta. I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I'm not even going to watch this game. Like, who cares? But – yeah, we'll definitely. Atlanta 24, Miami 23. I think it's going to be some weird okay. something. Someone forgets how to play football. And that could easily be flipped, but I'll just yeah. go with the Falcons. Maybe they'll both forget how to play football and the punter will win the game or something like that. Who the hell knows? What this <laughs> All right, so Nikki's going with Atlanta. Damien, how dare you? Would you dare take Atlanta over Miami? No, 
I'm not. I'm not picking Atlanta. Like unless they've already played the Jets, so I don't see myself. <laughs> I don't see myself picking Atlanta for the rest of the year. Uh, so I'm going with my, <laughs> Miami to win this game. I'm gonna go with Miami 17-14. 17-14. Okay, so another close one. All right. Um, our next game, Cincinnati is doing such a great job. Nikki, that's that's like your AFC team this year, like I did with Cleveland last year. They are rocking, but they got to go play Baltimore at home. And we just talked about how hard that is, man. So what's going to happen? Nikki? So what's your belief, Nikki? Yeah. No. Oh, oh, go. Uh, I can't. I can't because I believe in Baltimore at home more than the Bengals playing them. So, but I do think it's going to be close. Baltimore 24, Cincy 21. This is going to be one of those like love hate games for you. You're going to be watching like, oh damn, oh great, yes, damn shit, yeah, yeah. all right, I'm rooting for both teams. Fuck, let them tie, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, all right, D four and two, uh, Bengals at the five and one Ravens. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Baltimore to win this one. I think it's gonna be a good game though, so I'm gonna go Baltimore twenty-seven, Cincinnati twenty. All right. All right, it's that okay. I have very cl- I have twenty seven twenty one Baltimore, so we're all on that. I'm way too afraid to lock it because the Bengals are legit, and it's a divisional game. I look if the Bengals win, guys, I'm not going to freak out. I really won't be surprised at all because yeah. I feel like they're more more whole than Baltimore is, even though Baltimore is playing out of their mind because they have the current MVP of the league in Lamar Jackson, in my opinion. So, all right, we're all on Baltimore on that game. Uh, let's go to our next one, which <laughs> eh, boy. This could be a lock over here for some. Let's see what happens. Oh, and six Detroit. Jared Goff going to see his old foes in L.A. The Rams five and one. Nikki's team doing a great job. What are you saying, Nick? Is this line? Uh, is it still fifteen point five? Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah. God damn. Uh, no, I am locking this in. Um, let's go Rams thirty one. Detroit. Maybe. Yeah, I'm locking the hell out of this one. I just think that Sean McVay is going to want to just absolutely wreak havoc and be like, yep, we got the better quarterback. We did the better job. Screw you in your face. Lock it up. Major, huge, gigantic win for the Rams. They've proven they could do it already. 40 to 9 is what I got in this game. 40 to 9? 40 to 9. Uh oh, yes. Jay. You, uh oh. Look at my husband's in the comments. Jay hates the Ravens. <laughs> I picked the Ravens. I picked them. I picked them. I'm not doubting them. I swear. I just said Lamar's MVP in the league, Brent. I swear, man. I'm telling you. We've given the Ravens a lot of love on today's episode. I am. I'm giving the love. I am. I told, I, look, when I'm wrong, I admit it. I told you. I, Baltimore is way better than I thought, even with all these injuries. Because they got a great coach, a great organization, and the MVP of the freaking league right now, man. So yeah. I my hands are up. Just like you with Arizona right now, I give up. <laughs> I give up, bro. But uh D, we gotta get your pick on this one. Oh yes. Clink clink, lock it in. Uh-huh. I'm gonna take the Rams over Detroit. I'm gonna go thirty-eight to three. All right, excellent. Three. So tri- triple lock. Thirty-eight to three, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I picked the trade for the lowest scoring output. So that's, I have that's him, funny. You did. I have him scoring low on this one. Yep. They, they, they can't get, you know, below zero. So I, I guess that's where we're going to go with that. All right. Um, like I said, uh, Darren Waller is playing himself in Vegas this weekend. They're four and two, but actually, <laughs> Philly's coming to town at two and four. The spread is 
low. It's only three and a half in this game. The last I saw it, the, I don't know if you checked it out. That gives me pause. That makes me wonder. But at the end of the day, I still feel like Vegas has definitely got it more together than Philly, even though Jalen Hurts can make some scat plays and stuff like that. But um, I like Vegas in this game. Um, you know, I don't love the game, but I think points will be scored. Um, I think more than people think. I think it's going to be a 33-27 game uh, in the favor of Vegas. So I'll take them. What do you think, Ding? I'm going to go with Vegas as well, but I'm not super comfortable with this game. With Vegas, you just don't know what you're going to really get. You know, you're still going through a transition period after all John went down with their former head coach. Yeah. In Philly, they have games where you're like, okay, I can see Philly doing some things offensively. They refuse to run the ball for some reason. But (laughs) I don't know what's going on there. Did you hear them cheer last week? D, I'm sorry to cut you off. Did you hear them cheer last week when they handed the ball off to Miles Sanders? The fucking crowd went ballistic. (laughs) They're like, thank you. Give them the ball. They went crazy. Yes. Like, as much as we get on Philadelphia fans, they do notice the game. So, you know, they're like, oh, finally, like you're – (laughs) <laughs> hey, Miles Sanders yeah. a good running back and using them. Thank you. About uh, time. So yeah, I don't understand what's going on there, but I'm going to go with Vegas to win this game. I'm going to go 28 to 24 Vegas. All right. So D and I are on Vegas in uh, relatively close games. Nikki, what do you think? I am not on Vegas for this one. Vegas is coming off an emotional Ooh. high. People who are not familiar with the Eagles, right? They're like, oh, they came alive in the second half. This is what the Eagles do. They sleepwalk through, you know, first and second quarter. All of a sudden, like, they turn it on right at the end of the third into the fourth, come back, and then, like, crush all of your hopes and dreams. But I feel like that's exactly what's going to happen this week. I have Philly 24, Vegas 21. All right. And, Nikki, good for you going out on a limb over there. Philly got to go all the way across the country to Vegas, and I don't know if they're going to be partying the night before. Who knows what's going to happen? But, all right, Philly could definitely win that game. Who who knows is right. All right, we'll see. Uh, I think I smell a lot coming for um, my man over here. We'll save it for last as the freaking one and five Houston Texans who won their first game of the season against Jacksonville when Tyrod Taylor was healthy. Now it's – Davis Mills or whatever the hell his damn name is going against the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. Nikki, what say you? Uh, I say Arizona 30, Houston 17. All right. All right. And I also have to take Arizona because of their opponent. I'm going to go 38 to 10 in this game. I think again, another blowout. I don't know how exactly Houston would get 10 points, but maybe the scoreboard will get fucked up or something. I don't know. So maybe that'll be the reason, but uh, D, your thoughts, what do you got? Uh, clink, clink, lock yeah, Arizona is gonna, yeah, gonna be Houston pretty easily. I'm going Arizona 35, Houston seven. Okay, so that's a big time blowout right there. All right, we got a few close games, a few crappy games, and a few blowouts over here. But we still have three more to talk about. We mentioned Chicago traveling to Tampa Bay. Chicago beat them last year. Tampa is a little more complete now, not necessarily in the secondary. But that hasn't been the Bears' game yet. It will evolve into that. I don't see them doing a good job this week against Tampa. I think that Fields is going to have a really rough day. He's still got a lot to learn, but I love the kid. But, uh, man, that that Tampa Bay offense is is something else, man. So let me take Tampa Bay in this game, and I will go 31-17. to Nikki, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, Bears defense is good, but they just don't get any pressure up the middle. And that's – if you got to rattle Brady, that's what you got to do. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay, 28, Chicago, 17. Okay. 
All right. So Nikki and I are on Tampa D. What do you say? Yeah, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay as well. I just think it's going to be a closer game than people think. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay 24, Chicago 17. All right. 24 to 17, favor of Tampa. Okay. Our next game. Oh, my game. Sunday night football, Indy to San Francisco. All right. So the Colts trying to feel themselves a little bit as they beat the crap out of Houston last week. But who doesn't? The 49ers coming off a bye. Damian, what do you think happens here? Uh, I need my NFC Super Bowl pick to win some games, man. So I'm going to go San Francisco to beat the Colts in this one. Uh, I got San Francisco. I think they keep it low scoring. So I'm going to go San Francisco 21, Colts 16. Okay. So, all right. All right. Low scoring game. I kind of agree with you there, and I'll tell you what I think in a minute. But I'd like to hear Nikki's thoughts. Yeah, well, I have San Francisco's defense this week. So I'm going to go San Fran 24, Indy 17. All right. All right. It's both on San Fran. I love it. I am going to be completely sacrilegious here. I don't like the fact that I'm doing this. I'm not excited about Jimmy G coming back. The offense has not looked good this year, except for Detroit, and that was week one. The defense, yeah, we're pretty good, but we can get beat on the back end. And that's what Carson Wentz can do with Michael Pittman Jr. And if T.Y. Hilton is going to be healthy for this game as he came back last week, this game really scares me, guys. I'm not going to lie. Um I think Indy has the defense that they can stop us and score enough points to win. I think Indy's going to win 23-20. So I'm going to go Lone Ranger on that one, and it breaks my heart. So I will be very, very happy if I'm wrong about that one, and I hope it happens. So we shall see. But let us get to our Monday night game where Damien's team stars against Seattle. So we'll get his pick last as we go to Nikki over here. New Orleans, Jameis Winston coming off of thereby going to Seattle who just gave it to Pittsburgh but ended up losing in overtime because of that T.J. Watt play like you had mentioned before. But now they're at home. Geno Smith's now third game or second game as a starter, Nikki. What do you mm-hmm. see happening here? Um, I actually think this is the game that goes to overtime. I know Jay oh. the game. I think we're getting an overtime game. I think okay. it's going to be close. But I do think the Saints pull it out. Saints 24, Seattle 21. And overtime, I am marking that down for sure. It's going to be a tough one. I do. This could be a really tough one. And Seattle's been showing a lot of heart, Damian. Yeah. They really have. And they're playing that. They really are playing the Bobby Wagner doing his thing, Jamal Adams all over the place. Um, but they're not putting him in the secondary enough, which, which, you know, should scare you because the secondary is weak, as we know. Um, bro, I like your team this week. I like New Orleans. I think they're going to go to Seattle. I think they're going to win a tough defensive battle. I don't think it's going to be high scoring at all. Give me New Orleans 20 to 17, Damien. I think you guys are going to win it this week. Okay. Well, this week, I believe we get back. Can't guard Mike. Oh, yeah. In yes. our offense, uh, getting Michael Thomas back. We also may get Traquan Smith back. So that our top our top two wide receivers were gone for the first five weeks of the year. And Jameis was still able to go, you know, four to one for his TD to interception ratio. I think he improves as far as us passing the ball. And you'll see the quantum leap, leap, leap. We'll continue to see that with Jameis Winston this week. And I think that Seattle's offense is going to be limited. Our secondary has been playing great, and our defensive line also played great as far as stopping the run, and that's what their strength is. looks like from the Pittsburgh game, they're going to try to run the, the ball, and we're going to be able to stop that. So I think the Saints will win this game easily 
in a surprising fashion. So I'm going to go with Saints 27, Seattle 14. Saints 27, Seattle. Okay, so that's a pretty comfortable win you got going on over there. All right, all right. Dude, yeah, I just got to get back after the bye. Yeah, yeah, all right. Listen, last year, Josh Allen, Quantum Leap, you freaking nailed it. You killed it, all right? I'm getting a little – I'm I'm on I'm on edge over here with this quantum leap James Winston thing. I'm not so sure you should be shouting that out right now, man. I mean, I'm like Sam Darnold, like taking like froggy little leaps. Not like James Winston's throwing for 354 touchdowns a game. I mean, they're winning bowl games with him throwing for like under 200 yards. So this quantum leap yeah. stuff, I don't know, man. The, the quantum leap with James is about the turnovers, right? And he's on okay. pace to only okay. have yeah, he's only on, he's on pace to have less than 12 interceptions. So you have to, like, celebrate that with him. And I think, like I said, he didn't have the weapons to throw to. Like, no Michael Thomas, no Trey Quan Smith. So with the weapons coming back, the office alignment was also depleted as well. We are missing our left tackle and our center. So I think with the office alignment coming back, our weapons coming back, you'll see more passing from him, and those passing yards will go up, and he'll also keep the turnovers down. That makes fair sense. That's fine. I feel like we're yet to see the quantum leap, but it could be coming. It could be coming. It could be coming. And Nikki Matt Stafford is doing his quantum leap, and Cooper Cup, like taking or talk about an offensive player of the year. I mean, that guy could be doing it right now. They're running, they're playing defense. Uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. I mean, breaking freaking Russell Wilson's finger into like three different parts. I mean, oh, gosh, yeah. man. So we talked about the AFC, maybe Baltimore being at top. Let's close it out. Who, do you, Nikki? Who do you think in the NFC right now may be the, may be the best? If you had to pick a Super Bowl team at the moment and taking away our picks from the beginning of the year. Who's playing best right now overall in the NFC? I don't think I have to take away my pick. I had Tampa Bay, and I will stick okay. with Tampa Bay. That's totally fair. They're 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 playing great. They are. You know, you trying to trip me up and say Dallas, right? No, no, <laughs> hell no. I couldn't trip you up in a million years for you to say Dallas. That would never happen. I couldn't no, give you a million dollars. Really not going to say Dallas win the Super Bowl until they do it. So. Yeah, right. That exactly right. Those words are knocking out of her mouth. She probably wouldn't say it if they win. Who knows? <laughs> But, D, what do you think? Do you think Tampa is still the most complete team in the NFC? It's hard for me to say Tampa because of their secondary. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that that's really a weakness that they have. Uh, with the Cardinals, they scare me because they're inconsistent. Uh, Dallas, it pains me to say, I feel like Dallas is the most complete team in the NFC right now. Really? Looking Interesting. Their, their defense could do. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball offensively. Uh, defensively, their secondary is creating turnovers. They're not getting run all over. So I think Dallas is the most complete team in the NFC right now. Not bad. Dallas, yeah, they're 5-1, and one, um, scored 205 points, led up 146, if I'm reading that correctly. Um, yeah, Tampa Bay, I mean, they're obviously they're 5-1. and one. They're doing their thing. Packers are 5-1. and one. And the Rams are 5-1. and one. I think they're the most complete team. I know that they lost bad to Arizona. I just feel like that was one of those – not a trap game necessarily, but a fluky type of game. I feel the next time they play, I think the Rams are going to do the complete opposite of what Arizona did to them. I really believe that. I don't know. I think that I just think the Rams all around really have the best team. They got a running game. They got a passing game. They got a defense. They got a secondary. They got a crazy head coach who's been to a Super Bowl before. So, Nikki, with your call earlier in the year, I know you didn't say Rams going to the Super Bowl, but you had them quantum leaping as a team, and they look like they're doing it right now. No doubt. Yes, so that's interesting. Yeah. Yep. All of us had uh, three different answers on that one, and we still got a long, long ways to go. It's only week seven. We'll see who wins Freaky Fantasy Football Draft, who's going to win the weekly picks. 
you know who's what the bragging rights are going to be. Let's see if we have bragging rights at the end. All right. But uh, I think mm-hmm. we'll be good. So, again, great show. Let's wrap it around real quick so everybody knows where to find us. Damien, take it away. So, yeah, I was stretching because I'm definitely going to have to do some push-ups uh, for that yeah. bet that me and Nikki made about yep. the Rams. <laughs> so, sure I have to yep. 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 Sure sure so let me let me go ahead and work it out now so I don't have to do it on down, air, but, too. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I def- always live to my best. I've done some some really bad ones I've had to do on air. So it doesn't, it's not, push-ups aren't the, aren't the worst. <laughs> but not too bad. so for me, man, follow me on all social media platforms at the real deal WDA. That's the real deal W as in whiskey, D as in Delta, A as in Alpha. Uh, you'll see me talking about my Saints, of course, uh, talking about my Pelicans as we're getting bust up right now by Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, <laughs> so you'll probably see me ranting and raving. You'll get to see my Nikki side. You'll get to see me rant about my yes. bad team. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Pelicans probably won't be too good this year. Um, and then also my podcast is called The Real Deal with Damian Adams. Go ahead and subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts. I uh, just did an episode about the NBA season. It was a betters edition of the season preview where I went in from a betting perspective. So if you want to make some long-term bets, make you some money, I'm not telling you how much to bet. <laughs> you can you can bet some some money on the bets that I made or the best I tell you to make on there. And I think that you'll find it as entertaining and informative. All right. So go ahead and check out the real deal of Damian Adams wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, man. You continue honestly to do a great job and you get great feedback for your show, brother. You know, you do an excellent job. So I, I'm a fan and you're, you know, we're on a show together, the three of us. And I'm a fan of you, man. I'm a fan of you, Nikki, of course, because you are just. <laughs> Wonder Woman. That's what you are. <laughs> Tell them where to find Wonder Woman. Well, you can find Wonder Woman at Nikki Nick 9384 on Twitter. Of course, we got my, I just lose my mind on Sundays. Got my Giants brands because it's horrible. Uh, but, you know, then we got Sunday night. I wrap it around. And we got Real Housewives Salt Lake City. We got Potomac. Winter House starts tonight. We're wrapping up Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Below Deck is starting next Monday. So lots going on in reality TV world. But, yes, I am a fan of you guys, D. You always do such a great job. I am probably one of your biggest fans, so please keep it up. Yeah, no oh, doubt. Thank you guys so much. I really yeah. appreciate it. Uh, Nikki, we- what part of the uh, reunion are they on with Beverly Hills now? Two. This is part no, two, part. two out of four. Crazy. It's insane. You know, so much drama. They had to have four parts to the reunion. Four, yep. Uh, my wife Wait, which Beverly to- Hills is this? Okay, okay. Yeah, I think it was about 902 and 0 when they had that mini series like a couple of years ago. They had like six episodes. Do you remember when they did that? Oh, they came back. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was yeah. terrible. Yeah, it was just awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, stupid I idea. Know, I definitely gotta get you and my wife together to talk one day. You guys could talk all the reality TV that you guys desire. <laughs> she is yes. she's trying to get me to she's trying to get me to watch the reunion of Beverly Hills with her. So I'm pretty sure she'll be talking about that when we eat dinner here. <laughs> so <laughs> Nikki, all these shows, I don't know how you sleep. I mean, my God. I don't, yeah, I don't really. <laughs> I, sleep. I really sleep. Wonder Woman doesn't have to sleep. All right. No sleep for you. You don't need it. You're on top of your game. Always, you guys are the freaking best. My partner's over here. I love you. Couldn't do it without you. My name is Jason Fearman. I am the sports prophet. Still for this week, I will hold that title down for a little while. Just catch me on Twitter at Sports Profit One. I don't do all that social media stuff all the time, but, 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 without letting out a big secret, B 
big things are coming out and you will be seeing it very shortly from the third and three family. We love you guys. We will be back next week. Bragging rights, crow bites, all that sort of stuff. How we did, who won. And if I will actually win again in knowledge with Nikki, I had to doubt it, but it's possible. It happened this week. I got lucky. Me this week, man. <laughs> <laughs> lucky week for me. All right, everybody. We are out of here.